Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode of the Realest Podcast Ever is sponsored by Vote for Kathy. Tuesday, May 16th, we need all Philadelphia residents at your local polling stations to vote for Katherine Gilmore Richardson for Philly City Council. In 2019, Kathy made history in becoming the youngest woman elected to Philadelphia's City Council. And the only way to ensure she's able to continue all the great work she started is to vote for Kathy in the 2023 primary elections. So Tuesday, May 16th, pull up to the polls and vote Katherine Gilmore Richardson for Philadelphia City Council. This message is TR. RPE approved. Now on to the show. To the federal government. That's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, have a good day. Ah, fuck a good day. Make it a bad day. Hey, yo, my outlaw niggas. Swiss these niggas. <laughs> it's never that funny. It's, that's, the, it's, that's the fucked up part about it's it. Funny. It's funny. I, I didn't want to laugh. <laughs> funny is always It just lightened funny. the whole mood. Because yeah. he opened the door and looked. <laughs> and my outlaw niggas. It was really niggas out there. I told Chrissy Vasquez last night because I posted it on Twitter. I was like, yo, he made a uh, just a, a random call to every outlaw in the history of Earth. Whoever can hear this, come in this T-Mobile and yo, make it a bad day. My outlaw. I hope he's doing good wherever he's at, man. Yeah, probably not. Probably booked. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably booked, man. My outlaw <laughs> niggas. Welcome to the Realest Podcast ever. The Realest platform ever if you're on patreon the realest patreon ever uh shout out to all the patreones out there man um it's that time of the month you know and payments is was was paying and the computers is putin and all of that so shout out to everybody that made it on the other side of the paywall i want to give y'all a round of applause yeah, y'all deserve it y'all absolutely deserve it y'all empower us and uh, support us to be able to bring y'all this great content and uh you know on a on a weekend and week out basis book guests market uh put out merch, all of these different things that, you know, happen uh, in and around the TRP nation. And we appreciate y'all the most. Absolutely. If you're not on Patreon, go there right now. Official T patreon.com slash official TRPE. Also, we just recently revamped the website, official Go check that out. Yeah, Let us know what you think about good. that. It looks real good. Shout out to the pod father, Justin. My Google AdSense is still not working. Justin. I don't know what the problem is what the disconnect is. Get the computers putin. Fire them Jones up and yeah. figure out what the heck is going on, man. Straight up. Uh, we right now are in an interesting time where, uh, you know, over the last week, there's been a, a in the last weekend, <laughs> there's been pretty much unlimited things that have happened in and around the world of content, uh, places and spaces, YouTube, Twitter, Instagrams. Uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff going on that we're going to get into all of that. Yeah, skating uh, rings, all kinds yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. Sp- Spready Gibbsgate. Yeah. Chris Breezy is back. Ebony K. Williams, we're going to get into all of that, but we got to start on a more personal note, talking about something that uh, we recently experienced here at the Realist Podcast ever, trying to bring y'all the best damn content on the internet. Mm-hmm. Going back to March 23rd of uh, 2023, that would be this year, uh, I'm on the internets, and the computers is putin at a high rate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Rumble, I'm everywhere. And I'm just looking like, yo, damn, like, who could our next transformative guest be? 
Mm-hmm. And I landed on EYL's network. I watched a couple of videos or whatever. And there was one person on the whole network that stood out more than anybody. And I'm looking and I see 800,000 views, 750,000 views, 4 million views, three and a half million. And I'm just like, how? Like an interview with Dame Dash, an interview with Billy Carson's um, uh, guest spot on Big Facts. I'm just like, damn, like. How was he doing all of this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm, I watch one video. I watch another video. I watch seven shorts or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I'm just like, damn, this brother seems uh, well-read, well-learned. He seems to have experiential uh, information as well as, like, you know, book-based and research-based information. This is something that we need to share with our audience. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're already not aware, this is a good fit. And this is somebody that can bring value to the type of conversations and the level of conversations that we want to have on this show. And um, the person is 19 keys and, you know, to and through that, you know, we did all our prerequisites. I sent a nice buttoned up email, got in touch with the powers that be locked this thing in or whatever. So that's March 23rd, March 25th. I got an email back from them, whatever, whatever. We're good to go. I, lock, I booked the studio. Shout out WTF Media Studios in New York. That's who, you know, we rock with. We go up there. We did our smart interview with them. We did our original Chris Gotti interview with them. Um, and it's not necessarily a second home, but like a home away from home. When, you know, we're trying to be in New York, that's the our go-to place and space every single time. Mm-hmm. So all of this is is done. So I'm laying all of this out because this is like a multi-layered level of effort that's going into this thing in order to execute an interview. The interview, and we never really talk about this, but, like, the interview itself is the end result of all the other stuff that goes into it. Booking a studio, coordinating travel, who got the easy pass, uh, what time we leaving, all of these other things that go around yeah, when, when When you're putting together content in a, in a basically on an away game. Yeah. It's uh, a lot goes into that. You yes. know, like you look at teams, they got to travel, they got to get the hotel, they still got to get food, they, yeah. you know, got to be able to get your people there. Like, it's a lot that goes into it. So, yeah, people don't really, I guess, think about it or take it as, like, you, it, it's weird. I, I'm, we're going to get into this a little later, I guess. But, like, just the way people view this content creation yeah. thing in a whole. Right. Like just at, from a from a from a bird's eye view of how people think about this shit now, it's really a weird, weird place. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, with us, we've always been willing to hit the road or jump on a plane and go here and do this. We went in LA and did Crip Mac, went to LA, did an interview with Spank. Um, we tried to do uh, you know, one with uh, the art of Albacere and stuff like that. That ended up falling through. But it's like, you know, we're not afraid to invest in this thing in order to bring y'all amazing content. Not even that i think i one thing I, I think i love about this is that we're so transparent right with the good and the bad and you know people at times can see that and give that like a negative uh connotation yeah but i think it's it's admirable because it's real life this is really right. how it goes you know when you're basically doing something where you're talking about a three-headed snake this is the type of shit you incur you go through yeah. these amazing highs and you go through these ridiculous lows where you can't really put a, uh, a, a understanding right. on this shit. And I think that's where we both the other day, we were so puzzled that we was just like, man, let's just, let's, let's, just, eat go, let's just go for a walk. Man. <laughs> <laughs> when last time you been to the park? Yeah, niggas just went for a walk. <laughs> 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 
because some stuff is is unexplainable. You know you stressed out when you go for a walk. So, some stuff just falls under the unexplainable. This being one, and I'm yeah, just gonna walk this shit off. Man. And, and I'm building up. I'm kind of creating a little bit of a cliffhanger, but we're gonna get to that oh, in a brief man. second. But so it's like so. I'm setting the table that far in advance we are locked and loaded. We are locked in. The, the targeted date is Tuesday, May 2nd. All right, great, perfect, no problem. Shoot to New York, do this, da-da-da-da-da, go eat some lunch, come back home. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. So about two weeks before the interview that was scheduled and agreed to by all parties, I sent a calendar invite, niggas accepted it, I got the, I got the proof, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, all right, we good to go. Because I'm a, I'm a naturally, like, skeptical person as it is, where it's like, are, is this really going to happen? Like, That's the craziest part. I wasn't a skeptical person a couple years ago. Like, I remember when I trusted in humanity. Yeah. When I was, like, three. See what that got yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, since I turned four, shit's <laughs> been downhill so bad, yo. It's crazy. Because of what? Human error. You, you, at 83%? Sometimes. 83% sometimes. Real sometimes. shit. Sometimes it's at 100%. Yo, I say it all the time. I used to question, like, one of my friends, like, yo, why do you always, like, we agree to do something. Why do you, like, keep hitting me up about this shit? But you deal with people, yeah. people will fuck you up. And I, fuckers I, are flaky. I tell people all the time, listen, if I agree to do something I'm at on, 10 o'clock. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. You don't have to call me at 9 o'clock. Yo, you still riding down? <laughs> yeah, nigga. I'm, you I'm still on, going over the water. You still going over the water, nigga. I'm already on the way, actually, because I said I'd be there at 10 o'clock. And I'll be honest with you, going into this dinner shit this weekend, I already know. Somebody or some, someone who RSVP'd is just going to be like, oh, that's the day? Yeah, my man, you ain't going to believe this, man. man. My, my cat just got a cast on his Yo. front leg. Whereas, like, me on the flip side, if I say, if I RSVP to something that's on a high personal level or some business shit, yeah. you don't even got to fucking question it. Because when it comes to regular, regular personal shit, when you got out of the hospital, you was like, yeah, they going to release me. All right, I'll be there with that. Like, you yeah. don't have to call me a bunch of times. I know where I'm going. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. So to see this in a business you definitely setting, came and got me from the hospital, man. It, it, when, 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 because at the end of the day, Dan, yo, we riding over at 11. Look, where I'm at? I'm in the parking lot. Yeah. Like, you don't have to come looking for me. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Yeah. It's just what it is. So to see it in a business setting, were you talking about real deal business implications? To see that was just like, let's go take a walk. Yeah, it's you like, it's like oh, okay, so we just burnt in all ways of life. Yeah. All right, cool. So about two weeks before the, the, the before D Day, um, <laughs> I I get a, another email. Hey, uh, you know, Keys um, has has booked up a lot of interviews, whatever, whatever. Because, like I said, I hit him up March twenty third. Some days later, a post goes up on the gram. Content creators, we going on tour. We want to talk to all of y'all, da 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 Y'all got podcast requests, whatever, whatever. Hit this email, woo-woo-woo. Our booking predated that. Mm-hmm. So once he puts that up, now demand goes up for all of these other interviews. So they hit us. They say, yeah, he, uh, you know, we're really excited to do y'all's show, but he has an a, a interview with Billy Carson's that he wants to do, whatever, whatever, that's scheduled for the same day, whatever, whatever. So was it cool if we switch y'all around to the end of the week, this and that? I, was, I thought about it. I said, you know what? That's not a problem. Here go the crazy part. And you know, you hit me, like, and I, I, I'm not saying I dish you, no, but I, I trust in you, and, you know, I, yeah. like, a lot of times, you know, you'll just decide something, and, I, and you'll be like, and I'll be like, cool. But it's like, in reality, you made a commitment, 
to do this content on, on this, this day, day at this time. So if someone else who comes along content wise, they need to work around that. They that needs to be the workaround, yeah. not your initial commitment. But still, all in all, because at the end of the day, me and you not being assholes, I get it. Yeah. You, you got somebody with a big-ass platform that wants you on or wants to do something that day. You look at this situation, yo, this platform, I, can we reschedule? Yeah. We say, you know what? Yes. Not a problem. Not a problem. Because we're looking at the other implications of travel, uh, being in New York on Cinco de Mayo, all of this other shit. It's like, all right, not, a, not the worst thing in the world. Whatever. Okay, cool. Not a problem. We will accommodate you. I reach out to the studio. I get the thing rescheduled. They didn't have a problem with it. Everything is yeah, fine. I'm supposed to pick Jules up on Friday, but he ain't nobody. So, <laughs> you know, everything, we cool. And all and, and at that point, it's so far in advance, you almost can't do nothing but respect it. Because you giving me the courtesy. You're not hitting me up saying, yeah, I mean, you know, Billy Carson is a big dog and y'all some new, some, you know, y'all are, y'all are smaller content creators. Fuck y'all. Y'all, y'all shit is canceled. We doing this other shit. Yeah. That wasn't the energy. It was, it was apologetic. It was, we, we excited to do it. This, 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 and this. Okay, cool. Not a problem. So April 25th comes, April 27th comes, April 30th comes. I don't hear nothing. I don't hear nothing. I'm like you. I think we good. I ain't got to be, re- hey, uh, hey, yo, uh, yeah, we, we still good yeah. for the John, right? Now, I'm not thinking to have to do that because when I give somebody What's my word. What's your favorite word, Like, just saying stupid <laughs> shit yeah, to keep like the conversation I, When I give going. somebody my word or my commitment, I keep it. Like, I fucking keep it. And if I can't, you better believe there's some super extenuating circumstances yeah. attached Something to has why to I happening. can't make it. Something has to be going wrong. Yes. Yes. So. May 2nd comes with our original date. So now, because that was our original date, now the wheels are beginning to turn on what's the editorial view? What are we going to talk about? What questions are we going uh, to ask? How can we make this interactive and responsive to the audience? Like, how can we make this something that travels? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the subject matter? Yeah. All of these the different things. The biggest thing with interviewing somebody, and I think a lot of people are missing this now, and I'm not about to sit here in front like I'm the greatest interviewer or you the greatest interviewer, no shit like that. But I think a lot of people go into these interviews where they more so just like they want a certain name on their show. Yeah. And instead of trying to get somebody to, one, get their message across, to be able to basically cross followings. Yeah. Like, can our following take from you, and then can we? Can your following take from us? Exactly. And a lot of people forget that. So me and you, we sat there the other day and had a real conversation. Like, how do we want to go about this? Which light do we want to portray him in? How do we want to go about this situation? Do we want to go into this aspect of this? Should we talk about these other spaces and places? Yeah. It's a lot that goes into that. Because shit. when when I you know as a as a consumer when i look at his content scope he covers a lot of ground mm-hmm. so it's like if we try to cover everything it's a 19 hour interview you no know what you, you know what the biggest thing that i got from like a lot of people when it comes to the dr umar interview we did a lot of people were like yo y'all made him seem like so just like regularly regularly human yeah like you humanized Dr. Umar, where a lot of people looked at him as like a renegade, crazed Negro. <laughs> right. But then you got done and you just like, oh no, he's silly and play around and know how to joke and he can take me in the mm-hmm. bed. He know how to bit. Like, yeah, and that's some shit we've been like gifted a real world exactly. to be able to do something like that. So, you know, that's kind of what we were where even 19 keys is a, at times a little bit more militant. Yeah. So we were like, yo, do we like you heard me when it was first? I'm like, do we play around? 
Like, is it okay to like make a? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause you just you wanna you don't wanna offend nobody. You wanna be able to be respectful of people's different situations and causes and their plight and everything. Yeah. So you know, it's a lot that goes into these type things, man. So May third comes, May fourth comes. Um, I get into a real like, good creative space with like the editorial, and I'm just like, fuck. I remember getting up was like, fuck. This is going to be really, really good. Like, I got excited. I went from being, like, nervous and having trepidation to being excited because of how good the structure was. And it was some playing around in there and all of this shit. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. I had, like, my one my one two set up from just shit with the EYL. Yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah. So, it, it was going to be good as fuck. And y'all heard how we kept talking about it. Yes. Because like, I'm generally excited. It's a young brother. Came in this content space in like the last two years and just like completely kicked ass. He is the superstar. He is the LeBron James of the EYL network. That mm-hmm. is a fact. So it's like, so when you consider all of that, it's like, hell yeah, I want to talk to somebody like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, so May 4th comes, May 5th comes. It's D Day now. So I'm up eight, nine in the morning, go out, shower, get myself together, go handle my business, this, 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 and this. I'm in the city. I'm making my way around, coordinating with y'all. Yo, where y'all at? This and this. Everybody on point for one thirty. Woo, woo, woo. 11 o'clock hour comes. 12 o'clock hour comes. No nothing. We're good. We're getting on the road mm-hmm. to go We're do this We're literally linking up to go get on the highway. 12.53 p.m., a time that will be burned in my brain for at least 10 more years. Yeah. Seven minutes before takeoff, <laughs> I get an email that says... Peace, family. Unfortunately, Keys doesn't want to do any interviews or, quote, anything with thinking, unquote, today, and we need to cancel the interview. I apologize as it was bad planning to even schedule this for today, right after the show. I'll have to reach out next time. We'll be in New York to see if we can reschedule if that's possible again. My apologies for this and sorry for any inconvenience that may have caused you on your end. So let's start with the end in mind. You caused me a great deal of inconvenience. We are not New York residents. We have to consider travel time and the human capital cost of arriving in New York and making this happen. There is also a time cost of mental investment that goes into the acquisition of this interview, the planning of it, the editorial, and then the execution of it. That wasn't considered when you canceled three hours before this interview was supposed to happen. Um, And then the other part that's just like the more burning part is, if this was The Breakfast Club or Big Facts or Million Dollars Worth of Game or Drink Champs or Joe Button Podcast, you would not cancel. You would figure it out. You would take a cold shower, do some jumping jacks, do some dips, a couple planks, and you would get in the right headspace in order to do this thing. And the fact that in 2023, people that are in the content space still don't understand that your biggest content does not necessarily come from the biggest platforms is still beyond me. Yeah. So to look at it like, oh, yeah. Oh, like we just, still don't understand viral. We, we still yeah, don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Motherfuckers will, will literally do whole 
segments of episodes about going viral and this and this and this and still don't understand that a little girl in England <laughs> can post her dad's book from 17 years ago mm-hmm. and then it go viral and sell more copies than it sold in, in one day, sell more copies than it sold the prior 17 years mm-hmm. that this book was out. Yeah. We still don't fucking get it. Right. So... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. With that in mind, that's where the I gotta sh- I gotta talk to y'all about this. Maybe y'all will give me some better <laughs> understanding because I don't understand it. So I'm coming to the audience like in earnest, like yo. Do y'all understand how this happens? Why this happens? When we were one ahead of the curve, we've already substantiated that because our interview request happened, predated his request for other people to reach out to him. So it's like we've done everything right, gave you some game in the process, and somehow, some way, we're the people that get X'd out when it's all said and done and it's supposed to be showtime. That don't make sense to me. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Um, my initial thought when I, because I, I said, let me see the phone, because I thought you were like <laughs> making it up. I thought I was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were making it up. So I, I looked and I, I'm just like, I'm like, am I CC'd on this? You're like, yeah, I'm like, well, hey, take your phone. Let me look on. Let <laughs> me say something different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm looking at it and I my initial thought was, I know where he's at or what he's feeling. Yes. There we've done 11 live shows now. Yeah. After every show, we are fried for 2 days. We are the last joint, we didn't we didn't talk shit about shit when it came to anything about this for like 2 to 3 days. I I I get it. You just did a show at the Apollo yeah. the night before. Sold it out too. Congratulations. You I totally understand not wanting to talk or any of that the day after a big live show. The problem is me and you have never booked anything the day after a live show. We didn't, we don't book ourselves. We don't book ourselves <laughs> the day <laughs> after a live show. No, We know we not recording yeah. the day after a live show. It's nothing to even talk about. Nothing. The issue in all of this is we, like I said, we were gracious in the rescheduling the first time. That's a fact. And the reason behind it not being an emergency or something else going on, but just being, yeah, somebody will a little, you know what I'm saying, like they want to talk, so I'm going to do that. Can we reschedule this job? Yeah. Yes, cool. Gave us time to create. Three hours before we're supposed to record with you in another state. To not Two hit states me, away. To not hit me and say, my daughter had a situation. Someone in my family yeah. is it just passed away. Shit. So, we gotta push out for the next city for the on the tour sooner than we thought. Even that makes sense. E, you know what? We we just wound up having a situation that sparked in another place. We gotta get to. Sorry about that. Is there any way we can whatever? But to tell me you don't feel like thinking. You should have thought before you <laughs> sent this email. Yeah. Because I would have thought. <laughs> I would have did some deep w- thinking. Everybody know how I acted driving the bus for years. Y'all saw my antics. Most of y'all <laughs> that follow me on the gram, you saw my antics. 
I told you when I looked at my list of emergency at homes, when I used to get off of work, they were the most egregious lies <laughs> I ever seen in all my life. When I sat and really read them, I, was, I told them people that a tree fell on my house. <laughs> I ain't got a house. <laughs> I told them people that. Because I didn't have enough balls to walk in and be like, yeah, that's spinning the wheel. I ain't that really ain't that. day, champ. <laughs> day. I'm going to say something. So to hit me with the... Motherfuckers got to learn how to lie harder. Yeah, I don't really feel like thinking. Yeah, that's cool. We're not doing this ever again, though. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and, the, and the bigger thing with me is, like the issue we had with trying to get Wallow on the show. Just say no. Yeah. I'm cool with Please this. say no. I'm absolutely cool with someone saying no or closing a door. That's fine because that's your right. I don't know if you niggas understand civil rights. You can sit wherever you want. Or free will. You can, you can walk into it. You are free. There is no obligation to do anything. But once you put your name on something and attach yourself to it and agree to something, there's just certain parameters and a certain threshold you shouldn't want to come beneath just on the string. Yeah, that, at some point, committing to something got to mean something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> At a certain point, you just got to say, you know what? I agreed to do this shit, so we're going to get it done. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to tell y'all a story about Smart, because I was ready to put Smart in a DDT. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this shit. We booked the studio with Smart to start recording at 6 o'clock. There was another podcast. Shout out to the Each One Teach One podcast. Mm -hmm. There was another podcast scheduled to come in after us at, I believe, 7.30. I think we had it for an hour and a half. Yeah. They were set to come in at 7.30. We had it at 6 o'clock. We tell Smart and them, yeah, you know, 6 o'clock to 7.30. We'll do an hour and a half sharp with And we're talking to them the whole way up. The, and, and the whole turnpike up. And, and, and this them. is another situation where y'all are in New York. They're in Harlem. We're going to motherfucking uh, 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 Manhattan, Manhattan. Yeah. and we're coming from Philadelphia. So if you're in Harlem, the studio was in Manhattan, and we're in Center City, Philadelphia, us beating you to the studio is already crazy. Yeah, it's like, all right, what's going on here? What's, what's going on on that there Van Wick? <laughs> what would you say? Something's afoot? Yeah, something's afoot. <laughs> it's the A-train down. <laughs> what's going on? Because Loda Lux told us the fastest way Lux, yeah. is the A-train. So. <laughs> like, what's going on? So we get to the studio at 6 o'clock. 6.10, 6.20, I look at you and I say, yo, what's your end-all, be-all time point? Because at this point, we're sitting here for a half an hour yeah. into the session, and there's somebody booked for 7.30. So at what point are you ready to cut this shit? And you said 6.40. Yeah. If they don't get here in the next 10 minutes, we out. I said, say no more. Yeah. I was sitting there like <laughs> clock watching. Like, 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 like the Olympic timekeeper. Nigga, you remember when Sting had to wait <laughs> two minutes to get in the cage? That's how I look. Like that, the elimination chamber. That <laughs> shit, it was at 6.39 and 52 seconds. I'm like, seven, six, five, four. We out. And I got the fuck up. I grabbed Dan. I said, we out. And you was trying to like, give one moment. I'm just like, no, nigga, we out. And we went out and we got outside and we literally got into the fucking truck. Dan was, I was in the truck. Yeah. I wasn't, I was on my princess. I was, y'all y'all stay out there if y'all want to. I got in the passenger seat, closed the door, plugged my phone up. I'm ready to go. 
And out of nowhere, you see two, three cars pull up. The Ben's truck pull up. The nigga's out the window. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He jumps out of the car. was like, come on, come on. Yo, listen, we, it was so much crazy shit going on. His homie had got locked up or his brother got something happened. Yeah. Then the, the situation over, he's like, man, we was just scrambling trying to. He's like, I'm so sorry with all this shit. And I'm just like, yo. Like, come on, man. Let's just, let's just go, man. Let's just I'm go. I'm like, listen, man. No, we were supposed to be here at 6 o'clock. It's 645. The next pe- people is coming on at 730. It don't work like that. Yeah. Like, once you get to a certain point, I'll take the complete law. I'm cool with it. Yeah. We came up here, that's a loss. Gas coming up here, tolls coming up here. Studio, we, that's studio, a loss. Studio, that's a loss. I'm cool with it, but we not doing it. Fuck it. He like, come on, you gonna let the devil win? I'm like, he has won. <laughs> You're talking the about The devil has his foot on our collective necks tonight. <laughs> I can't fucking stop. The devil has won. What the fuck are you talking about? And he, he's like, come on, no, we, we got to get it done. We got to get it done. And we go back upstairs. Reluctantly, y'all got me to get out the truck. And again... Shout out to the each one teach one guys. Cause they was like, yo man, like we get it. We understand how it be y'all here. Yeah. Go do your thing. And we wound up having a moment with smart to the point where they all came in the room and it just became this like great and, and like fellowship. It became fellowship. And like smart was talking about content creators sticking together. Cause realistically they could have been on some asshole shit and been like, yo, we My booked time, the, the time is the time. We booked the seven thirty. Y'all niggas get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But they didn't do that. And because of that, it made us connect to where we started talking a lot more. Them and Smart started talking. Yep. We they talk- just did an episode with Smart. It, it, it's just the way it worked. So my biggest thing is, even with Smart having all the shit that they had that day, he still, he still showed got up. there. Still showed and up, we man. wound up getting some shit done. To say, yeah, I don't feel like thinking. Showed up later than AI when he off the Corona. Yeah. But he showed up. Yeah. Straight time and shepherded. And that, to me, is just like... What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And like Jules said the other day, Jules like, I know you be like quick to just chalk a motherfucker like do Chad. Chad. I'm like, no, Chad with me. Like, no, yeah. I don't like. Because just because of the lack of consideration. The, the lack of, of. And there's the thing. We talk all the time about empathy, about being, you know, un- understanding all these different things. Yeah. I get it. Which is why I said if the issue was your child, if the issue was your mother, if the issue was your bro- if there was a real issue. I would, hey, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to check? Yeah. Is this PS44? Yeah, I want to <laughs> see what's going on at that there school. Like, no. Yeah, I, I got a nigga here saying he took his kid out of school early. What's going on with that? But I don't feel like thinking. It's almost like a, I don't know what, the, I don't know. No, how I, you know how I read it? I don't feel like thinking for y'all. Because, like I said, if it was, it was fucking, <sighs> Uh, Revolt Black News, if it was CBS Nightly News, if it was Good Morning America, whatever the case may be, The Breakfast Club, niggas would have been there on a P's and Q's with a best Kofi on, <laughs> ready to deliver the word. And that's a fact. That's a Fendi fact. Like, because those opportunities are so far and few between, you can't fuck them up. <laughs> Because of, because of, I wasn't ready for. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely wasn't ready. I, I just took a sip of the Coke Zero. I was not ready. For niggas would have been up at. Niggas yeah. would have had to go on Good Morning America. They'd have been up at four a.m. steaming the koofies, getting them ready. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been there. Treat me with the same goddamn respect. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, uh, concierge, y'all got a steamer down there. I got some things I gotta, you know, I gotta press these out. 
Motherfucking what up, been ironing them headbands. <laughs> like it's nobody's business. You got me fucked up, Jack. <laughs> That's the one, Jack. <laughs> Good morning, America, nigga. We is gonna <laughs> tie this up, bitch. <laughs> we is gonna take it over tonight, Jack. <laughs> they done fucked up the game now. They didn't let a black militant man on Good Morning America, nigga. I'm about to give him the word. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Hell no, you ain't. <laughs> so funny about it. Oh shit! It's the shit. It's the shit Kyrie said the other day. The thing the motherfucker value the most, they'll go the hardest for. That's reality, yo. Hello. He said, "Motherfucker, call you. I got a business opportunity on Tuesday at six p.m. I'll let you know when." I let, hey, it. man, I gotta check my palm. Leo Pilot. Delore, call you and say six p.m. We fucking we sniffing I'll coke. Come get this ass. <laughs> I showed up a little early. Yeah, I just wanted to get myself together. <laughs> you had to calm myself down. Be able to take it all in. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, that is hilarious, yo. Enough of that. Yeah. Enough of that, yeah. man. Uh, may peace be upon that brother, uh, his whole entire team. He's on tour right now, uh, you know, going state to state, doing what he do, man. Uh, I, I would imagine giving, you know, powerful, uh, you know, performances. You know, he got different guests and stuff like that. Shout out to that and all that case may be. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just officially close that door. Yeah. I'm, I'm not particularly interested. I, I, I think the bigger issue in a, in a grand scheme, because yeah. I want everybody to understand and hear this because – True story. Driving here, I was listening to the office. You know what I'm saying? In the gym yesterday, I was listening to Sipping with Friends. You know what I'm saying? Two days ago, I was listening to Ra on the ringer. Like, I listen to everybody. I fuck with everybody. I don't know why there is so much non-unity. Division. In this, like, black, it's black media. Yeah. Literally, I've seen the two words, podcast and beef. So many times <laughs> in the last 10 days that it's making my head spin. Yeah. Because what the fuck is everybody beefing about? It's like we're all fighting and clamoring for the same 280 listeners. And it just don't make no goddamn sense. You can be super successful and so can they. Yeah. We can be super successful and though can so can him. So can her. So can every goddamn body. I'm so lost as to why, like you said. We view certain platforms as like, oh, that's this is the one, Jack. When in reality, all of these big platforms started out as small platforms. Yeah, you that's, have to. You have to. <laughs> that's the way it works. You might come in as a big name, T.I. Yeah. But then you realize shit is a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Now you're not doing it. It's a lot of big names who started podcasting and aren't podcasting anymore. That's a fact. That's a, what'd you say? That's a, a fact, fa- Jack. A, a Fendi that's or a whatever Fendi the fuck fact. you don't do. Like... I just think we've gotten to a point now. I just looked down and saw a steamer. <laughs> Why is that steamer right there? Ain't that Tone Steamer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Tone Royal. Like, Shout out my brother Tone. He ran to use Tone board a steamer. And he had, you remember that was funny as shit. The, um, <laughs> so, so y'all got a steamer? Y'all got a steamer? He's like, no, I'm going to go grab a steamer. <laughs> get my shit right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um... At the end of the day, it's just 
we're making content creation way harder than it has to be. Nigga, spooky button. You know, I watch a lot of stuff on the History Channel, and uh, I told you I've been watching these shows or whatever, yeah. and you know how it's people that be talking on the show. It's a podcast. These girls, they're, they're called the History Chicks. Like, they basically, how we be talking about them, they have a podcast where they just talk about American history, and now they're on television doing fucking, you know, uh, 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 what's it called when you talking on by, on uh, documentaries? Um, the vo- like, not voiceovers, because they're, like, actually on the, you know, I'll be cutting to, like... Oh, commentary. A, commentary. They're doing commentary on documentaries and shit, and they have a... And, and I'm, like, I, I, I'm hard-pressed to believe that these white women are in podcast beef... With another history podcast. Yeah, with the, with the art history shit. Yeah, you, you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm, you don't know shit about Galileo, nigga. <laughs> da Vinci. Let me tell you something about Da Vinci. Oh, like, I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that. Well, I mean, and it, not to cut you off, it's just, it, it boils down to, at the core, we hate each other. Dog, like, dog, And until we dog. just rec- reconcile with the fact that we hate each other, we're never going to be able to rebuild this thing Yo. from the fucking ground up. Because it needs to be destroyed and rebuilt. Because the current system is not, not working, it's, beloved. It's not working, beloved. It's not working, it's beloved. It's super bad. You know ah, what I'm saying? Beloved. <laughs> it's not working. It's just not working. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. I indulge in this shit. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Because at the end of the day, it's like everybody's fighting for some, like, imaginary spot. Yeah. Like, niggas slot themselves. And niggas slot themselves and limit themselves so hard by, like, oh, we the top urban podcast. We the top black podcast. We the top music podcast. I seen uh, a show was like, we the number one entertainment news podcast. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, like, if y'all want to talk rankings, what's your overall ranking? Y'all doing all this segmentation yeah. and all of this old shit. And it's like, that was like the old school, like the old school hip hop thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I got uh, I got four number ones on the Smokey Robinson uh, Chitlin Circuit chart. And it's just like, yeah. where can I find this chart information? That, oh, no, you got to go to the back yeah. part. You got to be subscribed to Billboard yeah. to get this information. And you this- live near a library. <laughs> <laughs> like, How familiar are you with encyclopedias? Yeah, and it's yeah. like that sort of shit. And it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, they all are doing that and fighting for these little victories because they all know they can't touch Patrick Bet David in Valuetainment. They all know they can't touch fucking Joe Rogan. They all know they can't touch Impulsive. So they want to limit it and segment it to, oh, th- well, this this area right here, I'm killing. And yeah. it's like, okay, but what about when you add everybody in the mix, then what? Yeah. It's just annoying to see, man, because like I said, you know, when it comes down to these situations and all these, di- you know, like, Clint said, I, I, I'm, I'm in the city. Let's get some shit done. Yeah. Let's get it done. It's very simple. It's very simple. Except when I figure out where I'm recording at, I'm going to hit y'all. We're going to lock it in. It's, it's very simple. Cinnamony. <laughs> the chicks in the, she want us to come on their podcast. Because I said, yeah, we couldn't do it last Wednesday because what we have last Wednesday? Oh, you did Kyrie show. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, it's like y'all record on Wednesdays. Okay, cool. Let's try to figure out next week. I'm not saying yeah, and then I'm just like, oh shit, did you come? Look, 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 yeah, that not that's off the menu today, yeah. baby. You know, and I, you know, I, I said it before. I like being as transparent as we are with this shit because 
you know, a lot of motherfuckers be, what's the word? Capping? Yeah. Like, a lot of motherfuckers just be making things seem one way, and that ain't the way. And I know it ain't the way because it ain't the fucking way. Yeah. I know that ain't the way this shit go. I know it ain't. I, I, I know it. I'd be hard-pressed, again, to be in front of these people and have them tell that story or tell whatever's going mm-hmm. on and and do it right in front of me because you know you lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. Shit, right? You know that. <laughs> and me, I kind of at times can get complacent when it comes to this because I don't adhere to the same things. And Like, literally, everybody was sending me all this podcast beef shit that's going on, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo... I did ass be oblivious to the shit. Think about when y'all was talking about Usher and Chris Brown the other day. I'm like, wait, what happened? Because I'm watching basketball and I'm playing. Po- I, I, yeah. I, I really be in like a little bit of a bubble at times because I don't, uh, I don't champion or look at a lot of these things the way right. everybody do. Where it's like you got people that look at certain people like he's like the president of. Sh- who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shit. Yes. And it just be like, no, nigga. Like, it, that's, at least for me, that's just not how I am. That's not how I'm wired. So I look at a lot of things where all I really got is my interactions or my dealings with you. So if I've never met you or never had no interactions with you, you N.A. as far as I'm concerned. Right. <laughs> I don't go over shit. what people say because he might be lying and she might be lying. He might be saying you the best person on earth. She might be saying you the filthiest motherfucker out here and they both lying. Yep. Like I told you before with the whole shit with uh, the, 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 the real estate wars. It's yeah. like everything. Be- I believe all of y'all. I believe all of y'all telling the truth. I believe the, the good, and I the believe bad. All of y'all I believe the good, because the bad, the ugly. Because until I deal with you, you N.A. But all I can tell you is like my dealings with someone or my interactions with someone, that's what I speak on. So my interactions now with this 19 Keys situation, I don't know anything. I don't know where he hustled at or where he went to school. I, my issue is we reached out to you to do some content. You agreed to it. Yeah. I'm a grown-up man. I'm almost 40. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, almost I am 40. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I tell you, yes, I agree to something, we are doing it. You don't have to come looking for me. I said yes. But I'm not gonna do what I'm not gonna do is hit you the day of we're supposed to do something and be like, you know what? Thinking ain't on the menu today. So uh I can't I can't rev it up. That to me is just absolute junk. We flew to LA to go do a show with Crip Mac. And out of all people, I know a lot of y'all might look at Crip Mac and think, you know, he's this psychotic young renegade knucklehead that's in the third. They were very punctual. Yes. They were on time. They were doing drops. He was like, let's do a drop in here. Let's do one out in yep, the park. Let's take lot. some pictures. He was like, matter of fact, you big. Let's let's get her on the park. I'm like, <laughs> you want to do a skit? Let's fight. <laughs> yeah, right. But he understood the importance of, I said I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. That, to me, means a lot. So that, to me, is respectable. So my dealings with him, where a lot of people might say X, Y, and Z, my dealing with him is 100% good. A1 across the board. My dealings with a lot of these people when it comes to these places, it just be like, dog, what? It don't make no sense. And here go the crazy part. Me and you don't even be saying this shit a lot of times. We know it. Yeah. And we look around. I see a <laughs> lot of little shit that go on, a lot of little shit that gets said, and you just be like, huh? I be like, oh, I've been doing about that. Oh, y'all just find out about like because it'd be so I, pronounced. I, I, I watch a lot, like you say, the dick pulling shit that go on and 
it's become so like corroded in the, and I, I was sitting there the other day where it's just like, yo, I really like American history. I'm ready to do an American history podcast yeah, and just be completely away from this space because who wants to, who, who the fuck wants to go to like school or get media trained or really learn engineering when it comes to cameras and audio boards and all of this shit to be involved in some drill bullshit. <laughs> right. that, like, cause that's just the Somebody culture. young boys run down on you. Cause that's Yo, just, you be engineering for XYZ podcast, nigga. You see what I'm saying? Tell them I said this. <laughs> And I look around at all this different media. I said it before and I'll say it again. The biggest podcasts and media situations out there, it's not urban. It's not music. It's not sports. It's fucking crime. Mm -hmm. That's true the crime. biggest shit out here. True crime. And I look at all these true, com, true, but true crime podcasts. All I'm white. Mm -hmm. Nobody beefing. Everybody getting money. Everybody making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month from Patreons and sponsorships and partnerships and all these different things. I told you, there's a podcast that focuses on scams and finesses, and it's backed by AARP. Because the, the age range of people most susceptible to getting burnt for money is older people with retirement. 55 plus. Yeah. And it's like, how does that exist? Just doing what the fuck they do, making money. And it's like, ain't no drama, ain't no diss videos on Shade Room, ain't no, ain't nothing. It's literally nothing. But here we are over here where everybody has this mentality of, I'm fighting for every little bit. And it's just like, you don't have to do that. At all. It doesn't have to exist. Literally, we've tried our hardest to work with just about everybody. We've had doors open. We've had doors slammed. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing is, you want to slam a door, say that shit, and put a sign on the door so I know. Say it with your chest. Say it man. with your chest. But don't have me out here walking around where I'm speaking highly of you. And then on the flip <clears> side, <throat> you slamming every, you closing the window, the line, give me two by four. <laughs> and you, you doing as much you as you. You sliding the dresser up behind <laughs> the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding a dresser behind the door. Old school. Niggas with. ain't gonna never get in here. It's bad, man. It's nonsense, man. It's all bad. It's nonsense. Uh, on to something a little more uh, lighthearted, I guess. Well, no, it's <coughs> tragic for him, but it's lighthearted to us. Are you familiar with the Spready Gibbs fiasco? Spready? I thought it was Freddie Gibbs. Well, they're calling them Spready Gibbs. For what? His ex-girlfriend is saying she has a photo of him spreading his ass open in her phone that she's threatening to leak. Okay, why? Because they're... You see, you, see, you <laughs> see right here what I'm talking about? You know what I did last night? I read a fucking whole short story on Boss Tweed. Do you know who Boss Tweed is? I've heard the name. He was a lawmaker in New York who was yeah. crooked as shit and ended up in jail because he was just basically taking money from every goddamn body he can. Like, that's what I was doing last night. Yeah, shout out, boss. I didn't Steve. know Freddie Gibbs had any fucking thing going yeah, on. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs. I, honestly, I, I'm sick of niggas. <laughs> I'm sick of the nigga lifestyle. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Freddie Gibbs has been trending on Twitter for three days now. I saw the other day <laughs> Usher and Chris Brown were trending, and I was like, oh, man, he must have brought Breezy out of the show. <laughs> wrong, wrong. <laughs> nigga shit. Like, this shit is wrong. crazy. We're going to get to that in a second. So real quick, the Spready Gibbs fiasco was this. He has a ex-girlfriend that is a porn star okay. named Destiny Creams. She has now gone on a full-scale promo tour 
slandering Freddie Gibbs. He's an ex-girlfriend who was a porn star. Yes. I can tell you your first mistake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's your first yeah. mistake. Yeah. Would Jesus say, try me, nigga? That's your first mistake. Yeah. Wife and a porn star, that's your first mistake. Yeah. She did an interview on, I don't know if it was the bang bus, but a bang bus, mm-hmm. uh, airing this man out. She admitted that she cheated on him with an NBA player and that the NBA player's dick was better. So it's like, okay, thank you, I guess, for that information. Um, she talked about the incident in Buffalo where he got beat up or whatever like that and basically was like she feared for her life. Niggas beat her up, took her chain. Um, and then <laughs> and, and, and then a few months ago, it's now being discovered that <sighs> not only – Imagine the host of Flipper Flop and his wife <laughs> just out. And the motherfuckers from uh on Shade Room TV. Yeah, and, 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 and the motherfucking brothers from Property Brothers is running down. <laughs> just nigga, fuck my wife. Yo. It's a mess. Black life is, is trashy. Ugh. Uh so yeah, in addition to this, so right now she's pregnant with a baby. Okay. I don't know. I'm not prepared to say if it's Freddie Gibbs' baby or not. But she's pregnant with a baby. It may be Jesus' baby. It might be divine intervention. It might be the NBA. I don't know whose baby it is. But she's saying it's Freddie's baby. She did an episode of Plug Talk. Do you know what Plug Talk is? No. Plug Talk is Adam22 and his wife's platform where they interview porn stars and then have sex with them on the platform. What? Yes. It's a sex cast. Sex like podcast. Like the, 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 the baller, what's it called? What's his show called? Adam 22? Uh, no Jumper, nigga. No Jumper. I was yeah, going to say yeah. No Baller. Yes. He does porn? Yes. He does to me. full-scale porn. So him and his wife have a, <laughs> a, 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 a web show. You know what we're going to have to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to get, get some hoes in there, man. Yeah, right. That's all niggas respect. Hoes. So I say we have an orgy. <laughs> I knock Dan out. <laughs> we superstars for the week is out. Like, so... Yeah. <laughs> be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Uh, so she, she did it. She did an interview, quote unquote, with Plug Talk. But normally it would be Adam and Lena the Plug, his wife. Okay. This particular time, it was two niggas that looked like what's the point guard from the Miami Heat? Kyle Lowry. No, the uh, the backup nigga, Gabe Vincent. Okay. Two Gabe Vincent in the face niggas interviewed her and then ran a train on her. Oh, okay. While she was nine weeks pregnant with supposedly Freddie Gibbs' baby. This is awful. How do you know all this? That, that, I, I've been I'm doing, questioning I've you been, now. I've been doing a lot of research. <laughs> a lot of information came across my desk yeah, organically. My desk. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that from Patreon? That's the desk. Like. And last night, she went on stream with academics who, as you know, is Freddie Gibbs' mortal enemy. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. We talked about this before. Oh, yeah, you did. Talk about that. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's academic. Academics and Freddie Gibbs are mortal enemies. <laughs> Real so, quick. So now she's clicking <laughs> up with the ops. Academics. I, I don't really get into act with that stream and shit. But the other day, uh, what's the rapper who got his chain took? Apparently got his chain snatched. Uh, was it? Oh, Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, apparently yeah. got his chain snatched. Academics on his stream. Academics. <laughs> <laughs> Academics said they're passing your chain around the crew right now. Imagine your chain getting covered, lathered in neck grease. <laughs> <laughs> Some greasy neck, the greasy neck. 
Man, I gotta play that joke. When I tell you I was in fucking stitches, man, he said, Imagine your change getting covered in nightmares. I was like, What the fuck, man? Oh, man. Fabio Ford is like, Yo, y'all, y'all know song? Big Crip. I fell in love with a big. No, never mind. Yo, Big Crip. Like, y'all know that song. Anyway, somebody's claiming they took his chain. No, that's sacrilegious. Hip hop? A chain going on a greasy neck tour? <laughs> neck to neck, hood to hood, block to block? Listen, in hip hop, there's a few things you don't want to be. You can't be a snitch. You feel me? And you also can't get your chain snatched. That's like getting your manhood took. Imagine your chain getting lathered in neck crease. <laughs> from a bunch of A bunch of dumbass niggas. Hood to hood. Block <laughs> the block. I saw that. And Chris, <laughs> laughing, man. So I'm, I'm itemizing all of these bullet points because Ooh. I'm trying to build. I'm building a case here. I'm like the feds. Mm. I'm building a case here. And I want to look in the camera when I say this. Okay. Men of all ages. I'm going to give you all some sound advice. Let this be a lesson to your ass. Do not. Under any circumstances, I don't care how good the head is. I don't care how how crispy she make the chicken tenders. I don't care <laughs> if she lets you fuck her homegirls, whatever. You never, yeah, them, them ever. Hoes, them hoes that bread the chicken before they put it in <laughs> oh, there. Oh, man, they're dangerous. <laughs> like, is this, is this Lowry's Yo. in there? It's already in. I don't got to season it. Never, ever, ever wife a hoe. Do not do it. Do not Hey, certain hoes. Like <laughs> no, that, that no are, hoes, bro. I mean, you you gotta have some hoes. Shit. <laughs> well, I have fun with them. Yeah, don't wife them. Well, those hoes, like that. Once they <clears throat> cross that threshold of hoe, yeah, can't do it. Saying. Do not do it. The reason why is this: when it all falls down, you all right over there? I'm like dry ass throat. <clears throat> Need some water. When it all falls, there we go. When it all falls down, typically they tend to be erratic, mm-hmm. unhinged, and willing to crash out. Yes. And because of that, they have no problem embarrassing themselves to yeah. embarrass you. That, <laughs> and you will end up with all your business in the street. Yeah. Yeah. The profit. Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. once said, stop letting these messy hoes mess with your business. This is one of them situations. Yeah, you got to know who you're dealing with. You have to vet your partner. Big time. Like, it is very interesting. You know, um, I I see a lot of relationships where it's like every relationship has its its core. Every relationship has its ups and downs. Every relationship is going to have its problems. Thank you, Every relationship is going to have its its certain levels of nonsense. Mm -hmm. That's y'all business. That is for y'all lives. That's in y'all house. That's y'all business. Once it gets to the point where it's coming out of the house, 
you doing too much. We even got a us, big ass problem. Even me as your neighbor, seeing it, y'all draw it. That's a problem. Anyone willing to sit down in front of cameras and discuss y'all inner workings of y'all relationship is scum. Yeah. Is absolute scum. Yep. And the biggest problem and the number one reason why you do not, under any circumstances, and I know y'all niggas is insecure, y'all ain't got no goddamn standards, wife a hoe. Is when y'all break up, if y'all fake break up, they immediately go back to fucking hoeing. Even if she put that pussy on a shelf for you, the minute you, bitch, we ain't got to do this, she is sucking another nigga's dick. They don't know no other fucking way. Do not do it. I say this as a male empowerment Motive to get you niggas to have some goddamn standards. Yeah. Because a lot of times, y'all be lining yourselves up. That's the biggest thing. At the end of the day, being in a relationship with somebody has become so, like, diluted. And it's become so just, like, messy. To where y'all aren't in a relationship trying to, like, build or uplift each other. Correct. Y'all are just around because whoever's popping or whoever got a crazy throat. Which, don't get it fucked up. That matters. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter. It absolutely matter. matters. It matters like a motherfucker. But my thing is, if if we're not vibing or if we're beefing, are you going to, like, fuck my great uncle and then go and tell everybody <laughs> and put it on OnlyFans. that my dick is trash <laughs> compared to my great uncle? Because now we, now, family get together. <laughs> you room. know who got some good dick? Matt, great uncle. Great uncle. Not the regular uncle. 72? Oh, yeah. oh man. That 72-year-old dick yeah. hit different with, this, yeah. with the uh, generic yeah. Viagra. Yeah. He popped one of them hymns. <laughs> <laughs> Melt me to the cross, yeah. girl. Right. So that that's the thing. At the end of the day, I look at this type of shit where it's like, you married a sh- uh, porn chick, whatever. It's just like... the. We tr- we've gotten to the point also where we try to make these extreme lifestyles like regular. Yes. And they're not. They're just not. There's nothing normal about having sex for money. No. On camera. I don't give a fuck how liberated <laughs> you might think you are. It's still counterculture. Yeah. Like it's still not. You, here's the thing. Mainstream. You can be sexually liberated is one thing. And I know we had these things now where it's like, I can do what I want. And yes, you can. You can fuck mm-hmm. somebody every goddamn day, every night, twice a night. That's your prerogative. Get it on. Get it on. Like Mills Lane said. Like, you can do your thing. Get it, like, get it on. Like you can get it on. But once you're on camera for money, now we've crossed over into a, a niche lifestyle. And that's not normal. There is an issue. There's a problem there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It just is. That's just reality. And you going down that rabbit hole, you see this all the fucking time. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watch Entourage. Vince's life spiraled out of control when he started dealing with the Sasha Gray chick. That, that was like life imitating art. Let art imitating the, life. What did I just tell y'all? Never, ever, ever have fun with them. Do your thing, whatever. Now, it's different if y'all are both some shout-out freaks and y'all come together <laughs> as two shout-out freaks to try to and have right, sex and, with the whole world. <laughs> if y'all come together trying to have sex with the whole world together. I ain't no freak. I ain't no mother. <laughs> If y'all trying to fuck the whole world together and you complicit in it and you cool with her going and getting hit and she cool with you doing this and this and you got this cuckold thing, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs, according to her, asked her to stop 
doing boy girl content on camera. So you knew what she was doing. You were not okay with it. So you requested her to stop. But at no point did you request yourself to not get in a relationship with her. You lined yourself up. So it's like as bad as the fallout is and as messy as it is, accountability corner, you did it to yourself. Yeah. And it's like Freddie Gibbs seems like a nigga that just makes a ton of bad decisions. Yeah. Like dissing Benny and then having to go on tour in Buffalo, bad decision. Yeah, eating lunch. What, did it happen in Buffalo? Yes. Yeah, eating lunch outside in Buffalo after dissing the pride of Buffalo. <laughs> It's not that. Nigga literally just performed for the Buffalo Bills, yeah. opening in the playoffs and all of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. a random nigga beat you up for Benny in Buffalo. Bad decision. Yeah. Kicking off a beef with, 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 with Harv and Mel Murder and Jim Jones. Bad decision. You get punched out, stomped out at Prom 112 in Miami. Horrible decision. Wife and a porn star. Horrible decision. Like, he seems, he's like, if he, if he had, like, uh, uh, if he was Kendrick Lamar, his seminal album would be called Good Rapper, Bad Decisions. Yeah. Because that's all the fuck he does is just make bad decisions. Second album might still be called Damn. <laughs> damn. Right. It's, it's, we still gonna land on Damn. <laughs> we still gonna um. land on Damn somehow. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's funny as shit. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, people, you know, you, you, again, like you said, people got their things with them. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, what happens with y'all in y'all, again, what happens with y'all in y'all bedroom, in y'all house, that's y'all business. Can I say something? Go ahead. We all should know less about each we other. We all should. That's where I was. That's where, honestly, I was about to quote you. You didn't let me get there. But I was about to say, what happens with y'all in y'all situation is y'all's and y'all's alone. We are way too indoctrinated into each other's I shouldn't know what y'all favorite position is as a couple. I ain't, this is just weird. Me and my girl been together three and a half years. It'll be four years in October. I ain't never told nobody, oh, yeah, no, because my girl be doing... Why would I do that? What the fuck? That's just (laughs) What sense does that make? Yeah. That's strange. That's beyond strange. If you are out here, again, males, if you are out here telling your homies what your committed relationship sex is like, you are a fucking weirdo. I I hate to be the first older male figure to break it to you. You are strange. I had a nigga straight go as far as like, yeah, you know, me me and my wife had this little threesome, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever, whatever. He's like, yeah, that shit was turned, bro. That shit was lit. And I'm just like... That's what's up, man. He's like, yeah, here, go right here. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is that all of y'all in this <laughs> camera? The fuck, man? Like, is this a 210 uh, P? Was it two, uh, supposed to be uh, 1080p? Is yeah. that 208p <laughs> video quality you recorded this with? <laughs> like, y'all be doing too much. But Way again, too much. But but again, what happens with y'all and 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 you know y'all again? Do you rock out, nigga? You know what I'm saying? But there are certain things that just I don't I don't care to know about or understand about because you allowed to have whatever the fuck your vices or your quirks or what that's your business. Yeah. 
But you can't. You gotta keep like keep it your business. Keep it your. You gotta understand. Like straight up and down. You like getting your ass ate. That's your business. But if y'all break up and she rushed to the internet, yeah, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the boy running through the parking lot? Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Like it just yeah. Like we going too far. We don't need to know any of this. I, and I, why I, is it only after y'all break up? It was all good. It was you, all good. He was eating his ass all relationship. It was the cool. whole joint. <laughs> he was munching his shit. Munching. Out. <laughs> straight getting it on. Get it on. <laughs> it was getting it on. Why the fuck are we hearing this now? The girl, the, the girl Destiny literally said, she said, yeah, you know, he could have avoided all of this. You know what I'm saying? He left me no choice. And it's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, you could have, like, if you are pregnant with his child, you could contact family court. Establish a chain of custody uh, before the child even gets here. If you feel like, uh, you know what I'm saying, like he owes you money or whatever the case may be, small claims court, like all of this different stuff that is like could have avoided, what, what I say all the time, how do niggas adjudicate problems? On the gram. Yeah, Instagram. Social media. Yep. Let me tell everybody this nigga a freak nigga, yeah. and he be spreading his ass cheeks yeah. open every time we get on FaceTime. And it's like, what are we supposed to do with this information? Yeah. Besides make a hashtag about it and clown him. You, here's the thing. This is advice for for women. If you are in a situation with a man and you are supposedly pregnant with his child and y'all are already having rough patches of communication and all of that, what is his incentive to make it right with you after you embarrass him in front of the world? Yeah. How does that help matters? How does that have him say, you know what? Now that she told everybody I'm kind of a freak nigga, I should call her right now and fix, and fix things. How does that help your cause? She told everybody I'm a freak. I should call her. Yeah. Hey, man. Now that she told everybody she's been paying my phone bill for the better part of a year, now I should definitely, that should encourage Wait, me to make, she made a whole big deal about her paying his phone bill. I'm like, yo, this is stupid. What is what's the significance of that? He needed a new phone, and I had a plan with AT and T, and I had a military discount, so he went on my plan. And but my my child's my first child's father, who's also named Fred, is on the plan also, but he pays his phone bill. But Freddie Gibbs never gave me any money for his phone bill. I'm like, all right, so cool. Let me understand this, right? Y'all been in a relationship for the better part of a year. You'd have been on tour with this man, this, this, that, and third. I'm sure you have benefited in one way or another from his stardom, from his rap career, et cetera, et cetera, case may be. Even though he asked you to stop your content creation career to, to be, you know, more present with him or whatever the case may be. All right, cool. I get all of that. Uh-huh. So with that being said, you mean to tell me that what's, what's a phone bill? Buck 50 a month, $100 a month? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? So you basically telling me $150 a month is the make or break on how you view him as a man compared to probably all the other stuff that he did for you throughout the course of this relationship. This is junk. Like, yeah. this is stupid. I mean, end of the day, man, I don't even know what to say about y'all. It just... It's exhausting. Take care of yourself <laughs> and each other. Yeah, that That's just the long and the short of it. Y'all... y'all I don't again look at the whole podcast. We're so quick to try to embarrass each other or play each other or diss each other yes, or just it, it just is beyond me. And it comes from the people who you fuck with the most. That's the sickest part of it. Yep. 
the people who know your inner workings, who know your 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 anxiety inducing things, the people who know your triggers, they're the ones who will try to hurt you and crumble you the most. And it makes zero sense. Like you know how they say like uh, the worst enemy is a friend who yep. is an unknown enemy. Like that shit is it's mind blowing. Like how you can literally be in love with someone and around someone, all this shit, and then you look up and you trying to diss them for the shit that you was cool with the whole relationship. Yep. That to me is crazy. And you know, I don't judge nobody for being a freak. We all sometimes it'd be a little too much. <laughs> be hard to not judge y'all. Like y'all be putting my not judging y'all to the test. I had a homie, <laughs> nigga hits me up. This this is crazy. This shit is nigga I worked with. Hits me up and was like, yo, I know you be you be fucking with the fire stick. Like, I need a fire stick. Cause my joint be on bullshit. And I'm like, uh yeah, you know, I know someone who fuck with it, whatever, whatever. When I link him, whatever, he get that joint. He like, yeah, yo, okay, yo, no, this joint, it's official. I see all this shit on here. This joint, this joint, this shit got a little bit more shit than my last joint had. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. So a couple days go by, the nigga hits me, calls me, right? He was like, yo, why, why, like, why the porn so limited on this joint? And I'm like... I, the crazy part is I never even really got off into the... <laughs> yeah, right. I never even ventured off into like, that section. Because it's so far <laughs> as the like, I never really got that far into... You at the end of the menu. Yeah, and it's the menu long. <laughs> so menu like, longer than Broad Street. So I'm like, what you, what you mean? He was like, it's only 325 channels. And I'm like, that's not enough, yo. And he was like, no, I'm saying, like, the last joint I had, the first, that shit had like 600 porn channels. And I'm like, I mean... What's missing? He was like, Pinky got her own channel. That ain't on there. <laughs> he started running this shit down. So I'm like, I don't know. Just just look around. You know, browse. I can find some. So it's like, maybe like, I say a couple hours went past. The nigga, he calls me again. I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I shouldn't answer this. I know I shouldn't answer this. Intrigue gonna make but, you pick but, the phone. But here we go. I'm like, yo, he like, yeah, bro. I went through all these Jones. Like, they, it's all like, it's stupid shit. Like, it's like, you know, them weird fantasies. The one John, the bull, his mom fucking his friend. He come in the room he's like, oh, mom, you really taking that cock? Then I'm just like, yo, this shit not turning me on. <laughs> I'm like, what are you supposed I, to do I, about I, it? I, I call you. <laughs> you know that that monkey on the that phone. On the phone. <laughs> what like what are you what are you supposed to do? Like, <laughs> You're not even a proprietor of a fire stick. All I did was introduce <laughs> you to me. <laughs> so now you gotta get on the horn. Yeah, yeah man. man. My guy said it ain't enough porn. Now that now that he mentioned it, I'm oh I'm doing my own internal <laughs> audit. I'm looking through it, I don't see the Cherokees. You know, <laughs> Black teen, black teen Yo. oiled asshole 17 is not on here. Yo, dog. He said it's only 325 channels. I'm that's like, that's sick. That's not enough. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's a lot of channels, man. Not, not to give y'all, not to give y'all too much insight into my into my freak life. When I'm perusing porn, I go to like three websites. Dog, I got my go-to. They in my they in my favorites. Old Faithful. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter for Twitter for me rolling. Listen, You're I ended the, up on a Twitter porn vortex one night. Uh, Don't get on the vortex. What's the vortex? The vortex is basically like you find a thread and then you find oh, a content. Yeah, yeah. You find a content creator that you like. <laughs> yeah. I was on her page for nine hours. Yeah. I yeah. said, "It's no way she she doing all of that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When my Twitter got deleted, I was like, "This is some bullshit." <laughs> gotta make a gotta make a uh, scumbag Twitter just to be around. <laughs> gotta make a twinster. Yeah, real shit. 
Twitter don't be rolling. But yeah, it's a couple websites. That's all you need. Nigga says six. My last joint has 600 channels. Yeah. You a wild nigga. Yeah. I was talking to one of the old heads in my job. And I was just like, because he was like, yeah, y'all, y'all done got all shot the fuck out with that porn. They got virtual reality porn, all that shit. And I'm like, honestly, yo, y'all old heads was the true freaks. When it came to like porn, like y'all niggas was buying it. Yeah. You're like, you a real freaky individual. Like, you going to, yeah, you going to the store. You on 63rd and Pass, yo. Yeah, you on the train. With a trench like, coat. Well, beat the with, hell out of my with, dick with, when I did that. With a trench coat with the <laughs> collar popped up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get in that motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing but draws on under that trench coat. Freak the fuck out. <laughs> no. You walking in the store like it was going on, bro. Uh, Big Wet Asses Volume Nine. Where is over? All right, cool. Okay. Good looking. Appreciate you, my, appreciate yeah. you, beloved. Yeah. Taking that thing on the train. <laughs> yeah. And the, for some reason, right? The poor video cases used to be this. <laughs> <laughs> that was me shit. It's like you bought a the, book. Yeah, <laughs> the big ass plastic cases that clipped, dog. Yo, man. I remember finding my pop oh VHS my tapes. You had to, man, Nick, crazy part was you had to like rewind them to get them back where they yeah. was at. So they ain't no, dog. Good times, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. VHS porn. <laughs> remember DVD porn? Motherfuckers trading them and shit? Yeah. yeah. Never get your porn back. Never get your, <laughs> never get your fucking porn back. Because yeah. I got Booty Talk 58, 59. Yeah. You got 60? I yeah. trade you 58 and 59 yeah. for 60. I'll never forget, I was in a barbershop one time, and you know, this was a real freaky era. You remember motherfucker would have a porno on and like- Oh, man. Dog, I remember walking in the barbershop, and (laughs) it's a porno on. And I never was this one old head, he was freaked the fuck out around the way. He walked in and he was like, this, uh, this, this, the Cherokee joint, this volume three. He's like, yeah, yeah, I seen this shit. And I was just like, damn. Cause if it was volume four, I could indulge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said that shit like it was a Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see this shit. Dog. <laughs> Dog, I watched House Party 3 the other day. House Party 3 is when Kid got married. House Party 3 is funny as <laughs> Funny as shit. shit. Remember when they opened the gate at the barbecue? <laughs> I thought you want to grill shit. make barbecue, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, kid had kid. House Party Three is when kid got married. Uh-huh. So they was having play was planning kid bachelor party right. at the at the hotel, the Biltmore Hotel mm-hmm. or whatever. They had a conference room rented. Stinky brought all these fat hoes yeah. to the fucking uh, to the bachelor party, and they was like, "All right, bet we got we we got we, we about to uh, start the." End. Entertainment. They put a. They was trying to put a porno on, and Grandma took the porno. Took the porno. It was Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, straight up. <laughs> they called Grandma. They said, "Grandma, what you doing?" She said, "I'm sitting here eating uh eating popcorn, watching that ass." <laughs> 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 House party. Niggas was trying to put a porno on at the bachelor party. Somebody I remember years ago, Stato Kabidi. He was like. We at the crib, you know, we chilling, playing cards, you know, porno on, you know, we some freaks. <laughs> we <laughs> some freaks. <laughs> he said, me and my homies at the crib, chilling, playing cards, we got the porno on, you know, we some freaks. And he was like, my one homie <sighs> took being a freak way too far. Because the nigga walks in the crib and the porno was on. And you know when they do the close-up shot of the bitch riding the nigga? So all you really see is dick going in the pussy. The nigga walked in and was like, yeah, Mr. Marcus be killing these hoes. He was like, you recognize the dick? 
dick recognizer. <laughs> dick recognizer. My fuck is hilarious, man. Oh my god. Yeah, man. You the point we're making is you're a freak. Be a freak. Yeah. Handle your business. In private. In private. Stop making us party to your freak shit. Why do we have to be privy to your freak? Because yeah, your experience. freak number is not the same as mine. I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah. 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 Now, when I'm in there, I, you know, <laughs> my number can get crazy. Out in this world, though, I got a reputation of hope. Yeah. That's just the way we is. Family man. My family man getting this paper. That's real. That's funny as shit. Uh, speaking of terrible friends, Chris Brown yeah. and Usher. I ain't going to lie to y'all. This shit broke my heart because I, when I heard about the story. Let's, is it true? It seems to be true. I don't think it's true. Signs are pointing to it's true. I don't think Let's so. act like it's true. Let's be messy and act like it's true. Yeah, but I mean, messy is, is un... Uh, all right, let's be messy. <laughs> We're going to be messy and act like it's true. So I see a video of Usher, Mario, somebody else was there. Another singing nigga. Yeah, it's already... It's, ter- it's already... Uh, you got... What they call it? A, uh, a melting pot for nothing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got, you got somehow got all these R&B niggas together yeah. in uh, Las Vegas or whatever the case may be. The reason why is because Lovers and Friends Festival mm-hmm. was this weekend, which I haven't seen no coverage of whatsoever. So whoever their PR is, is awful. Yeah. I haven't seen no clips. All I've seen is Jeannie, what's her name? Jeannie Aiko. Okay, whatever her name is. Her and Big Sean. I've okay. seen a clip of them on stage where Big Sean, I guess, is professing his love, even though they've been broken up 19 times. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, and all the women are <laughs> posting that as relationship got it, got it, goals. Got it. I've seen that a bunch okay. of times. Genuine falling was crazy. Peaking the knees, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. getting old. You're getting up there. You know what I'm saying? So He actually might have to get on a pony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get up on a horse. Genuine. But don't. Genuine knees. He need a mini horse. Genuine knees is going. All that. Yeah, all that. shit. Caught up to him. Hey, man. <laughs> All that done caught up to him. Yeah, Genuine fell hard to the motherfucker so the other day. So, you got I'm mad like, R&B niggas. Same old G. You got mad R&B niggas rounded up, singing Chris Brown, Happy Birthday, in some rundown fucking uh, skating rink in Las Vegas. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, it seems like a fun enough night, whatever, whatever. Then you see another video of... Chris Brown, nigga, you a hoe. This, this, and this. Cursing at Usher. And Usher being Usher, he's like, oh, brother, come yeah. on, man, what's going on? Let me talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> he doing shit like that. Man, Chris Brown is in full brisk breezy yeah. mode. Man, fuck all that, man. Da, 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 da. So now the, the rumor is something happened with Chris Brown and Tiana Teller. Okay. Tiana Teller has said on many occasions, her and Chris Brown are basically like brother and sister. they best of friends. They've known each other their whole fucking lives. She's known him before she was, she was regular Tiana Teller, before she was in music and all of that shit. And they have a very, very deep relationship. I don't know what the nature of the argument is. Nobody can substantiate it yet. But you see, like, on TMZ, the arrow pointing at, like, Tiana Teller off screen. Uh, are her and Breezy, like, some Pac and Jada type shit? It seems that way. Oh, that's interesting. I'm sure he's bust them guts a couple times, and then they became best friends after that. That's usually how it works. Yeah. 
Let me see what the pussy like so I can make an yeah. assessment on yeah. where you're going wrong with all your dating problems. And then I can steer you with what to do with the gifts that you have or don't have for my own enjoyment. Also. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so there's, so there's all of this chatter and you know, hundreds of people there at the party, whatever the case may be. And now it's all of this information like being said, Oh yeah, it, it started inside usher made the mistake of following Chris Brown outside and then OHB, which is Chris Brown's crew, put the beats on Usher. I don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I mean, why would they roll on Usher? That's what I'm trying to figure out. How could you roll on Usher? Rolling on Usher is crazy. That's like rolling on Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Can you imagine like, yeah, the Temptations just jumped Smokey Robinson outside of Hitsville. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That's that's anything. Then another video leaked the next day of Chris Brown having a screaming match with security backstage at the Lovers and Friends Festival. So I'm like, all right. I've come to whip more ass. Yeah, I got more <laughs> ass to whoop. <laughs> so now it just kind of looks like, yo, like the coca- the post-nasal drip just like went down the wrong you know, part of his digestive system, and it just reactivated the biggest blood, Briss Breezy. And this nigga just, like, on a rampage. Um, And he was doing so good. Yeah, I mean, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yes, you it is. It is. I've heard. Um, You can't roll on Usher. Rolling on Usher is crazy. Because I just imagine that, I, I don't know why I've envisioned this, but I just think Usher always has on skates. <laughs> so rolling on him. <laughs> skates are. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Roller bleeds. Like at the supermarket <laughs> with skates. <laughs> like, I, I, you just can't roll on us. <clears throat> you know, that's the reason I'm like, this shit didn't happen. This is false. It can't be true. They're not denying it. Who's not? Chris Brown or Usher has to come out and say, absolutely not. This didn't happen. That's my brother. Nobody's issued a statement. I mean. And as we know, in media, not saying something is also saying something. But we're on the crusade to get people to handle their business not on Instagram anymore. Niggas got to say something. If a rumor come out that you threw me a birthday party and then you and Jules and Rod jumped me and you don't clear that shit up. (laughs) I'm going to kill all of y'all on camera and go to jail with a smile on my face. That would be a funny ass roller. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, certain shit you got to clear up. That's a. Cr- yeah. I know we in the post DS2 age. You know I don't clear up no rumors. You got to clear up that. Rumor, yeah, the dog. biggest R&B motherfucker out. Well, uh, well, out of free, yeah, and the free, and, <laughs> and the and because he's not better than Kels, but he's free. And, and he, the biggest R and B free motherfucker, and 
the basically like the next in line yeah. or the, the uh, what they call it um the heir to the throne your heir apparent yeah. like a room like that's the equivalent I get what you're saying it's like uh yeah you know LeBron had a shower match with Kareem and then outside <laughs> LeBron High School St. Vincent and Mary niggas rolled on Kareem it's like what are we doing here. And then, and then LeBron and, just... And Kareem threw him the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And LeBron just like, no, that's the captain. What's your own... <laughs> you know, I see what you're saying. You got to yeah. clear that up. Yeah. You got to clear that up, man. Yeah, one of them got to say something. I see what you're saying. So they they got to say something together. Yeah. Like, they got to be... <laughs> They gotta get on IG live yeah. or something. The, the little boxes. They gotta. They gotta adjudicate this this mess, man. Yo, the other day on some random shit, you made me think about. When we said IG live. I was watching old verses. The okay. old verses were so good. Yeah, when they were like actually on IG before it became Teddy Riley ruined it. <laughs> like it was actually like a really interesting, funny thing. Like Sean Garrett versus Dream and all they they were ridiculous. Sean like, Garrett sold the shit out that fight. Yeah, yeah, he was high the motherfucker <laughs> and got pummeled. Yeah, he was playing shit off YouTube. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, this my new shit. Yeah, you, this how you know a nigga losing in verse as soon as he say, "No, this my new shit." Yeah, just the unreleased John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, this me and Fabo from D4L new song. Yeah, straight up. Let Let me ask you this. Uh, we talked about it on Patreon the other day. How are you feeling a week? or so removed from the Ebony K. Williams thing. And now that she's had her breakfast club appearance. Uh, she made it worse. Yo, <laughs> for her to be as educated as she is, she, it's like every time she talks, it gets worse. Yeah, she made it worse. Yeah. Because she's speaking for, and, and Dr. Umar just spoke on a shout out, uh, brother Ifa Dr. Tunde. Umar was dead ass on like 33rd and Cumberland. Just like, Hold on, beloved. I'm going to get with you in a second. Let me deal with these right here. Yeah, I want, I want strawberry watermelon. What I say? <laughs> he just going. Yeah, uh, shout out bro- Doc, Brother Ifatunde said it best. She represents the black bourgeoisie class of people. And she's looking at it from a standpoint that college educations will save black America. And I'm here to tell you that they won't. Yeah. As someone who has a college degree, who believes in higher education, if we're not being more directive as a community and steering people into the right career paths that not only one suit their skill set, but two suit their financial aspirations, then college is a fucking waste. Black women right now are crushing the college enrollment, um, college enrollment cliff. They're the, the, the anomaly in all of this where, all these other people are moving away from college. Black women are going steadfast into it. And it's a good and a bad thing. The good is that they're, they understand the power of higher education. The bad is that for every one or two PhDs, engineers, uh, science, biology majors, whatever, whatever, we're getting 10 liberal arts, human resources, uh, you know, these social services-based careers that don't make any fucking money. And they're being debt-straddled as a result of the ethos of get an education, get an education, get an education. But when they get there, they're not being supported in a way of having real mentors and real advisors that are like, what do you want to do with your life? How much money do you want to make? 
okay, you don't need to be, you need to yeah. be over here. You can't get a mentor in college. You got to go on Instagram for that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like they're not being steered in the right direction so that the money hits their bottom line. Motherfuckers really be getting mentors from Instagram. It's crazy. Yeah. Niggas adjudicate everything on the gram. I get a motherfucking mentor. Uh, get some motherfucking credit hacks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Get a get a uh, John to get a, a ticket to the seminar. Yeah, get a bank account. Buy some sneaks. <laughs> like yeah. Everything is on the gram. So they're they're. I don't feel like they're being directed in the right way, and it's reflective because at the end of the day, black men still make more money than black women. The gap is closing, but it's like if you go to blackdemographics.com right now and type in. <laughs> Uh, look at the salary thing. Black men still make more money. It is what it is. So with that in mind, <clears throat> Ebony K. Williams, my biggest problem with her, besides the fact that she's basically trying to admonish the working class of uh, black America, is that she presented flawed data statistics. And she didn't give, she didn't flesh out the argument in full. She's like 22 cities in America, uh, women are making more then, then, then black women are making more than black men. It's like, okay, you know how many cities there are in America? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about Seattle, Washington? You want to talk about San Diego? Uh, uh, San Diego, California, which has the number one uh, income for single black males in the country. The highest salary per capita out of anywhere in the United States. You want to talk about Tampa, Florida? Do you, like... All you want to talk about Austin, Texas, where black men are are not only surviving but thriving. Like so, it's like she presented flawed data to substantiate her thought processes that black men need to be enrolling in college. Not considering the fact that you have plumbers that make more than doctors, you have uh, carpenters that make more than architects, you have um, uh, you have people that you know framing people. People that frame out houses, manual labor that make more money than uh, that make more money than lawyers. Like she's not considering that. So it's like, is the goal to make money or not? Because you're presenting the argument like college is what's going to unlock financial freedom, but also not stating the fact that black people are disproportionately not represented when it comes to proper financial aid. And what I mean by that is grants. In scholarships, we don't get nearly the amount of money that's earmarked for us by private organizations and the government on a year-to-year basis because, again, not having the right mentors or advisors to steer these kids on where to go and get the money so that they can go to college for free and attain that education without coming out of it on in a substantial amount of debt. And then the other part that she didn't talk about was the fact of the debt load and the fact that women in general, not just black women, but women in general carry 70% of consumer debt. Probably, uh, quite possibly because of college education in general. And it's still not reflective in their salaries because men still earn more money. I agree with everything you said. I'm going to take a simpler approach to this. Okay. And I think what happened is everybody, even her, even everyone that's interviewed her since, everyone that's talked to her, we're going so far off the reservation from where this initially started. Yeah. This initially started because of Yonda Van Zant 
said when she was going off about how women were out earning and out educating themselves as opposed to men. And she was saying how all across the dating spectrum, because she's tried younger, older, different nationalities, all these different things. And Iyana Van Zant simply said, would you date a bus driver? Her response was, if he owned the bus. Right. That was it. If he owned the bus. Had nothing to do with his morals, with his principles, with his integrity. None of that shit. None of it, it. It honestly didn't even go into education or whether or not you were smart. Right. Because there are people who own businesses that are complete idiots. There are people who work for someone they whole lives who are geniuses. It had nothing to do with smart. It had not. It. She simply was popping her shit. And she got caught and called out on it. Exactly. And in the midst of getting caught and called out on it, now it's time to, well, let me bring in the data and let me show you all these different things and let's spin these narratives and change this. And and at the end of the day, you was just talking your shit. Yeah. That was it. You said, I mean, if he owned the bus, now what? Because you're talking to someone in me who drove for SEPTA for 13, almost 14 years. Right. I don't know if you understand the way transit authorities work. No one owns them. It's a transit authority. <laughs> exactly. So are you talking about a tour bus? Are you talking about a jail bus? You must be talking about a party bus. <laughs> <laughs> like one you of them. talking about a sprinter or something. You said if he owned the bus. So, okay, you got someone who owns a bus. Now what? Yeah. Does that make you smart? Because when you got called out on it and you realize you offended all these people, now it's time to be like the first response was, if y'all think mediocrity or season uh, 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 D's, coming home with season D's is cool, we never on that. See, that's white supremacy. And I'm not on that and y'all shouldn't be either. That was an awful response. Because now you bring in the white supremacy thing into it where it's just like, wait, 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 wait. What she said in the response was, season D's are bad. Mm-hmm. Mediocrity is bad. I won't create a soft spot for anybody to land who thinks that's okay. And then she ended it with my mother Gloria drove the bus for a long time. And I'm just like, what? So- Applejack's tuna fish is 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 We just going we just going to throw a lot of a lot of shit at you and hope that you just, you know, don't don't so, uh, so I understand what so I'm saying. I, I watched that response and I'm like, yo, we're getting further off the reservation because Iyanla simply said, would you date a bus driver? Yeah. And what it comes down to is like you spoke about with the issue. We, I mean, the uh, show we had with Wolf where it's like, yo, y'all are like creating this world for yourselves that doesn't exist. You're literally telling yourself what it takes as a requirement for you to be happy before you even have it. Because you're telling yourself that if you don't have that, I'm not going to be happy. Yep. Which is why Yamla said, I would date a bus driver if he loved driving the bus, yep. if he treat his mama good, if he treat me well, because those characteristics are going to make my life function right. Yep. Now, she said, I would have my prenup over to the side and this and this and this. And I said, but I would empower him to keep doing what he's doing and anything else that he wanted to do, we could build together. And I, and I think that's what a lot, a lot of that got lost in the, the last week or so because yeah. everybody wants to be Dr. Claude Anderson for this week <laughs> when we don't need that. Yeah. All that simply happened was a black woman who got it going on felt like she could say some fly shit 
And the world was like, don't do that. Yeah, I'll teach and you how to And she had to turn around and delete her social media because that's my thing. Say what the fuck you said and then be like, I said it. Stand in the fire. That's it. You seem straight up. My LeBron James thing is like at 12 million views now. Yep. It's Jordan fans and that calling me all kind of dick riders, clowns, use a fucking weirdo and all that shit. You know what I did the other night? Bet on LeBron <laughs> and won some money. <laughs> Stand in what the fuck you say. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? If you feel that way, feel that way. How did you go from, I mean, I dated bus driver if he owned the bus, to I'm trying to uplift black right. men. And no the fuck you not. Yeah, yeah. That, and that was my biggest thing. You You're, associate uh, essential workers with mediocrity. You, you weren't trying to uplift or improve anything. You was just simply talking your shit. I fuck with a nigga if he on a bus. Yeah. That's it. Because this is not uplifting and nothing. And then I'm going to finish this. As bad as that response was, she goes on the breakfast club. And envy, it's, it's not often you see that that beige rage shit in a yeah. good good way. And Charlemagne could have really, really, you know what I'm saying? But he was like playing the back because envy was so turned. It got so ridiculous that... Ebony K. Williams pulled out the dictionary and straight gave the definition to average, average. and nor and I'm just like, you're explaining to average listeners <laughs> what <laughs> average mean? I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, is this, this is going too far. This is going way too fucking far. What should have happened was you said what you said, and then when the fucking fire come, you just like. Yeah, I said I dated bus driver. Bus driver, he on the bus. Yeah, I know y'all. I know y'all triggered, but because none of this. Here's the craziest part: none of this discussion, none of this dialogue, none of this fact thrown out, none of this is gonna make a bus driver tomorrow say, "You know what? I'm going back to school." <laughs> I saw the Chubb Institute commercial. <laughs> now that you mention it, right, yeah, no one's gonna do that. And a and a super underrated part of this, even more simplistic, and going back to the wolf. Uh, episode that, that nobody's talking about is contentment versus complacency. And the reason why Ayanla was so skilled in what she said is because she put that in her, in her equation. Mm -hmm. I could date a bus driver and build with a bus driver. If he loved what he did, That's what I you did. know why? Because he's content. content. He's not complacent. Now, if I'm coming, if I drive the bus and I'm coming home every day and I'm complaining and I'm miserable as a result of what the fuck is going on, that's a different conversation. It may be time to pivot to something else. Which is what you, uh, I, hello, <laughs> yeah. But if I'm content and I'm happy and this shit fulfills me and it pays the bills and it serves a function and does what it needs to do, what the fuck is wrong with that? Here's the, here's the uh, I guess, the backfire to get the bag culture is that get the bag culture has essentially ruined us as people. It's cooked us. Because here's the thing, and I spoke about it on Patreon. If y'all didn't listen, go get on the Patreon. We got like a whole breakdown of it. Back in the day, the people who were the most successful in the black community were of the community. They weren't segregated in a way. Yeah. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, j shit, Bill Russell was eight championships in, and them motherfuckers used to break in his house every Tuesday because mm -hmm. he lived in the neighborhood. Like, I didn't got me again. Yeah, I, David, <laughs> let help me clean this shit. <laughs> That's reality. Man, it's shit in my bed this yeah. time. That's reality. So once get the bag culture came along, now if you don't crack certain things, you're a loser. Yep. So I know people who drive the bus or have driven the bus or are driving the bus that are probably never going to be able to afford 
a paddock Philippe. Probably never. Yeah. That doesn't make that man less than or worthless or a piece of shit. That's just not the way it goes. But we have people out here. uh, We have women. We have men where if you ain't on that, you a loser. Young Jock said it best. So wait, if I get the $60,000 Cuban, I'm a loser? I got to get $140,000 Cuban? This is crazy. He's like, it's time to tap out. I can't, do, I can't deal with this. This is insane. <laughs> so what Iyana was simply saying was like, the reason you're so successful and the reason you have so much going on and the reason you can't find nobody and you're unhappy in your dating life and you're all over the place with looking is because you keep setting these parameters where you're throwing out the person for their fucking rap sheet. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way inner workings of dating is supposed to go. I'm supposed to fall in love with you, not what you do. Yeah. Because that could change tomorrow. Realistically, you could be in love with Paul George. His leg came off. You don't think that shit alters the fucking life? Mm-hmm. What happens if a football player gets paralyzed? I'm not making this shit up. It happens. What happens if somebody... A fucking weight bar fell on Joe Mixon's neck. What happens if Dr. Dre gets a brain aneurysm? That's what we're missing when it comes to, like, marriage and all of that shit. For richer or for poorer. Sickness Sickness and in health. I fuck with you. I don't fuck with what you do because that shit can change tomorrow. I don't fuck with what you have because that shit can change tomorrow. Yeah. And now when it comes to this dating and being around each other, you got friends that won't fuck with certain friends that they should have had because they don't like, nah, bro ain't on what I'm on. So that shit is real. You got girls that only want to get next to certain girls because of the clout shit. Yep. It works the same way with a bunch of weird niggas out here. And I said it the other day, I fuck with y'all, not because of what you have or what you do, but because we have a real life connection. We have real life friendship and fellowship. You check on me. Like you just <laughs> said, damn, you did come get me from the hospital. Yeah, you my fucking man. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't I be there when like that? And that's the part people, what, like, imagine you get a hospital. I'm like, Chad, ain't no paper. This nigga, I ain't <laughs> not ass nigga. Not ass nigga. nigga. Like, that's where we've gotten to. Yeah. Where you got women that don't want to deal with men, women that don't want to be friends. I, I literally have lived on blocks where neighbors don't speak to each other because they not getting money like us. They don't be on no fly shit. I don't never right. see them pull up in nothing. And all of this crazy ass goofy shit. The whole urban life has just become a big game of how can I shit on everybody else. Yep. It happens when it comes to literally, you know how many people I've told where it's just like, you know, this week everybody know we having a wedding dinner or whatever. And People are like, yeah, y'all ain't having no wedding. I figured you was going to have a big joint. Why did you figure that? Yeah, I how, hate did you people. Like, yeah, how did you land on that? How conclusion? did you figure that? <laughs> but because we've been shown, yo, you got to shit on the next person. So when you got these people that show up for a $70,000, $80,000 wedding in a horse and carriage, they forget that they're going to be pumpkins tomorrow. And then they look up a year and a half down, they divorced over money. And it's like, well, yeah, you spent $83,000 <laughs> on the wedding. On the wedding. Yeah, y'all, y'all operating from a deficit from y'all day operating one. Operating from a deficit. And I know y'all don't really fuck with each other. Y'all don't even like each other's lifestyles. He do shit you hate and she do shit you hate. Mm-hmm. But he, she look good. He look acceptable in pictures. Yeah, no, nah, let's get this marriage on. And we're going to get a whole bunch of likes. I'm not trying to be funny. That's really how this shit goes. Oh, no, for sure. And I look at a lot of people where it's like, are y'all really fucking with each other because y'all like each other or is it the vanity play? It's all a vanity play. It's people, all, people have removed K 
character and compatibility from the relationship equation, which are the two most important things that you need in order to fucking have a sustainable long-term relationship. Like, and, I, and I'm not sitting here from a place of saying that it's like you're not supposed to find someone who you know, entices you or find someone that motivates you or find someone that backs you or really, really fights for you. I'm not saying that that's not what it's supposed to be because that, that it has to fall in line with yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're going out with the intention of trying to mate with someone and be with someone and you're from jump saying shit like, yeah, you know, you got to be the boss of whatever the fuck you, you're already losing. You're already fucking yourself up. Yep. You know how I know? You're 40 and alone. That's not normal. That's all the substantiation of everything right there. Let's just stamp it right on there. And I look at our culture where this is like the norm. Because when you look at these other cultures, you're almost trained. Think about how crazy it is, but we like look at coming to America as like the funniest movie ever. And like you heard Colonel Lizzie say, since birth, she's been trained to be your wife. Mm. That's really how this shit go. Yep. You see these other cultures where it's like these people are married at 24. All my white friends were like married young as shit. And we couldn't yeah. make sense of this shit. Why are you getting married at 23? Family, legacy, wealth building. Now I look up, my friend Matt, he'd been married for fucking 14 years. Got two kids. They got a short height. And I'm just like. Ah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, filing taxes together and shit. <laughs> All right, I see To it. that point. You got, you got motherfuckers in this culture running around at 41 like, I ain't getting no joint account with nobody. And it just be like, y'all are never going to get yeah, there. Yep. Like, because yeah, like, your mind is so wrapped up on the wrong shit. And don't get it fucked up. A lot of us are jaded. A lot of us have PTSD. Mm -hmm. A lot of us need fucking medicine. It's a lot of shit that goes yeah, into this. Yeah. A lot of, you know, bad dealings when it comes to family and friends. and all. It's a lot of things in it. My biggest thing is, if you want, first off, a lot of y'all need therapy. That's just the, you know, beginning. I said it on the show a long time ago. My advice to anybody, go to therapy. Yeah, you need therapy because you have to deal with yourself before you come outside. And that, that's something I had to realize. Like, I used to try to m find happiness in who I'm dealing with. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I realized you can't do that. I have to find happiness within myself. Because, God forbid, something happened to this person. Now what? Am right. I just never going to be happy again? You have to find happiness within yourself. You have to be able to exist within yourself. Yeah. And a lot of us really can't. A lot of people really don't know how to function on their own. We think, oh, because I pay my bills on time and I got, like, crab legs today, I'm, I'm a good functioning <laughs> yeah, adult. Yeah. And that's not really the way it works. So until you get to a place of being able to not put a dollar sign on the worth of the people in your life, it's not working, beloved. Yeah. It's just not going to work. There's no, you, you can't possibly have it. But you got people running around that's like, yo, you could be a good guy. You could be a good woman. But you got on corny shoes. Yeah, or you ain't lit enough. You just not lit this enough. This shit then turned into survival of the littest. Survive, dog, that's what this shit is now. Survival of the littest. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to pop their shit. And sometimes... That's just not it. Yeah. I, to this day, I still, I, I know I'm influential because people listen to the things I say, but I don't look at myself like no, inf I never looked at myself like that. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I'm one of the corniest motherfuckers on the planet, but I like that. And the person I'm with, Lee, loves the fact that I'm just so goddamn, like, like uh, paid in full. We corny together. Right. 
I don't got to keep up no fucking appearance or keep no lasers or no lights going the fuck off. I'm going to the house right now and be like, yo, I'm going to get a DiGiorno. She'd be like, get the new one with the, <laughs> with the croissant <laughs> crust. We're going to have a ball. Yep. But you got motherfuckers out here that's like, yo, if we not popping bottles and standing on shit. This shit I, is miserable. Dog, I don't stand on no couch no way. I got parents. Get your ass off that fucking <laughs> couch. <laughs> like, that's it. And you made a brilliant point about... Um, people from other cultures marrying young. And it ties into the college experience also because like our women versus women of other cultures are coming to college with two totally different agendas. Black women are coming to college looking at it as a, as an opportunity to lean more into their independence, get an education, get a good education. So you don't need no man. And it comes from their fathers. Also, it comes from society. It comes from everybody around them. Whereas white women, they in college, they trying to figure out like they trying to find a husband, Asian women, they in college trying to find a motherfucking husband and they figure out and they find, they, they process elimination, figure out who's the best candidate. Oh, he's the quarterback of the football team. But if, if that don't work, he's getting an engineering degree and his father owns this company and da 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 and they getting married. They getting... You all right? You good? And they and they getting and they getting they getting married. You know what I'm saying they getting engaged at 21, 22. They getting married at 23, 24, and they're building all the way up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Whereas we we operating from a deficit. We ain't getting married to 38, Duh. 39, Duh. shit like that. And it's like I'm part of the fucking problem. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's like I found a person that I believe I'm going to marry now. So it's like all right, I got some time to to you know to to make that up. And I think that the overall point that I'm trying to make is we be thinking we have more time to waste time than we actually do. That's word. Real. Like, straight up. I, I, I look at just a lot of things that I saw growing up and different people I was around and different things I was seeing. It was just like, it would always be like, kind of like, why is this going on? Yeah. Why does this, what, 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 how does this work? Or what, and, and you look at it now where you, you almost 40 and you just like, Yo, everybody I noticed, like, married and shit like that from, like, years in, they're, like, all other cultures. Mm-hmm. And it just be like, yeah, because they get that shit on young. Like, they get, they figure that shit out 24, 25, then lock it down. Because, you know, we might get a divorce, but hey. You right. Know, we, this motherfucker. <laughs> we tried. That shit is real, man. But I, I, I think the biggest thing when it comes to that Ebony K. Williams thing is, like, there are a lot of people who feel just like her. And they was on Twitter and there's no, here go the crazy Going part. in. Here go the wildest part. And I know I'm going to piss people off when I say this. She's not wrong. There's nothing wrong in what the fuck she said. And I'm just being honest with you. You want to date a nigga who owned the bus? Stand there and wait for him. Yeah. You're probably not going to get married. He's probably not pulling up. He's probably not <laughs> pulling up. My man got an 18-passenger van. He be using that joint, drive people to the jails. He might pull up on you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you know how people like cause the whole fight or the issue this week was how to, who is you to tell her she shouldn't have standards? Have the standards. Yeah. Realistically, you know what I can say tomorrow? You know what? I ain't marrying Lee. I'm only marrying women that are six three and and win national college championships. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if Angel Reese don't pull up on me, <laughs> yeah, you can have your standard. I'm shit out of luck. You can have your standard and fail at the same time. You can have your standard, and nobody's saying that. The thing is, which what people wanted to be like, well, who's y'all to tell her she can't get Will Smith for? And it's just like, huh? You can have all the standards you want. There's no problem with that. But if your standards don't yield any success, now what? Listen, my ho- I was talking to my homegirl yesterday, right? She's an attorney. She lives in L.A. I was talking to her. She said that a guy she was dating, she was like, ser- like trying to, like considering seriously dating this man, like a real committed relationship. Mm-hmm. He straight up told her, he's a lawyer also. You're too ambitious. She's like, what do you mean? He said, I'm not in my final form or, you know, where I'm at now, and I'm trying to scale my career and build up to where I'm trying to get to, and you're doing the same shit. You basically doing what I'm doing. That means you don't have no time to assist me or help me get to where the fuck I'm going. Me and you could never work. And I'm just like, shit. Like, these are the challenges that smart, ambitious women have, where it's like you in the same field as somebody, and they're eliminating you based on the fact that you even in the field. So for Ebony K. Williams <laughs> to feel like, oh, well, I just, I could just, not necessarily. Because the last man that you was uh, engaged to threw your ass in the bushes. And he wasn't even black. So now there's an a anti-black sentiment, an anti-black male sentiment that is, is kind of jumping off the, off the screen of your analysis. Because the, how, how are you going to tell black men what to do? And these ain't even the men that you want. So it's almost coming from a, a standpoint of like, well, I mean, these white kings got it together. You niggas better. It's that shit. Meanwhile, who is leading the unenrollment at college, the unenrollment movement at college? White males. Yeah. They are the ones that started this shit nine years ago. Yeah, I, I think, I think it, like, what it, what it sparked is, one, it, it's just adding to the never-ending debate. Yep, and it let everybody um, show their biases. Yeah, and, you know, she has for, I guess, lack of better words, she's become the face now of whatever you want to call that, and that count, the, the counterculture of whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I, I, you know, I, again, I, she was popping it. That's what it was. Cause mm-hmm. you, you even said it in a popping it manner. Would you date a man that drive a bus? I mean, if he owned the bus. That like that's what you yeah, said. He gotta get like me. He gotta. <laughs> Even I, I have a job. Yeah, it's a network. <laughs> and and honestly, that people with what, jobs shaming other people with jobs is crazy. That right there though, the if he owned the bus, is what's fueling a lot of these scams, schemes, people taking advantage, people uh, charging for mentorship. Mm-hmm. All of that shit is getting fueled by, I got to be the boss. Yep. Or I'm a fucking loser. I got to be running the show or they ain't going to listen. We've gotten to a point now where I remember when I was young, we respected people and their occupations. We respected police officers. Mm -hmm. We respected bus drivers. We respected the nurse. Respected the the city workers, the sanitation workers. I remember having respect for the crossing guard. I remember as a child, I didn't even know to look at the crossing guard like, 
that's not an ambitious position. Yeah. Or it that, seemed like the coolest shit in the world. It cool. We got a stop sign. <laughs> you can stop all this shit. <laughs> you controlling traffic. You, you running the show. You the boss of the traffic. That was real. And now you got kids where they know to not respect certain situations. Any situations, damn near. Da- damn near any <laughs> situation. Because I remember how we as kids used to act with bus drivers, and it wasn't like the way these kids now act. Yeah. I told you I was out front of, of uh, Dobbins. I'll never get this shit. I was standing. I pulled up. I was doing a school tripper. Had the bus. You know, I opened the doors, whatever. I get off the bus. I'm standing out there talking to another bus driver mm-hmm. and the uh, the school police guy, whatever. We just, like, talking about, like, just shit. Just black men speaking. Yeah. And the school police was like, what the hell is he doing? I turn around. A young boy is in the driver's seat trying to put the shit in the <laughs> He don't know how to work the key or the fucking uh, the uh, the mag override, so he can't do it. But he's dead as pressing the, the drive and hitting the gas pedal, trying to put the bus in drive. Ridiculous. So I naturally turn around, and I'm an older, you know, I'm 30-something. This yeah. is a teenager, you know what I'm saying? So I addressed him the way any grown man would address a teenager. What the fuck you doing, young boy? <laughs> like, that's exactly what I said. I said, what the fuck you doing, young boy? He was like, oh, he get out the seat. Oh, don't talk to me like that, oh, I'm like, young boy, I will slap the shit out of you out there. <laughs> like, cool the fuck out. That's what he said. Don't talk to me like that, always. You completely in the wrong. Completely 100% wrong. A million percent wrong. That's where we've gotten to. And you know what's crazy is? If I would have super snapped on him, God forbid I'd have hemmed him up, his mom would have shown the fuck up. Mm-hmm. His dad would have shown the fuck up, even though he ain't been in. The then Crump would have showed up. All that shit. And been like... You ain't had to put your hands on my son and da 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 and you know he he and it's just like somebody kind of got to yeah because the respect shit is out the fucking window. You know what I'm saying? Did you see that the the boy that got killed the other day? Uh, you know it's been a lot of school shootings. Like yeah. Kids going to school. yeah. But one of the kids who got killed going to school, his dad was on the show and his pop was like, "I ain't about to sit there and act like he was no angel. I don't know what he got off into when I wasn't around." And I was just like, like people was like, kind of like mad at the shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, he's li- like, he's not making that up. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. I would rather him do that than make an excuse for his son, like he was some fucking uh, school scholar and he was out here drilling shit, like the rest of y'all do. Uh, when y'all so surprised that somebody smoked your son. The 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 respect thing just all across the board is just out. Like we we only respect the bag. Yeah. That's it. Not all of us, but that's the culture I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's become. If you get the bag, you're respected. If you don't get the bag, we good on you. That's where we've gotten to. And because of that, you got these kids, situations like this lady, all these different things that are going on, and it all resorts back to, do you got some paper to even, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you say <laughs> uh, Ali Shaheed was crying. I mean, Ali Shaheed. Um, uh, Ali Sadiq. Ali Sadiq was crying on a thing like, yo, it's black people in your community who got all the answers, but y'all won't listen to him because he don't got a bust down and a color. Yep. Y'all are waiting for a basketball player or a rapper that all he did was dribble or all he did was come up with a song, and y'all are waiting for them to tell you the, to dictate how y'all move with your lives. Yep. It's insane. Where us, when we was young, we had celebrities, we had superstars and shit like that. But you know who ran the community? The niggas on the block. Right. The community ran the community. <laughs> what a crazy concept. What a crazy concept. <laughs> and here's the thing. To that point, 9.9 times out of 10, the archetype 
of a, a community leader and a community savior does not come in the form of no goddamn entertainer or athlete. Hell no. We've seen this time and time and time again. Yeah. And only black people do this shit. Straight up. You don't see white people, like, when a tragedy happens, like, yo, we need to get Brad Pitt on the line and see what he thinks about yeah. this. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Who are our community leaders? Who are in charge of shit? Get Biden. On, they go right to the top yeah. of the food chain. Yeah. Get Biden on the fucking phone. We need to figure this shit out. Never seen Get Bradley the governor Cooper on the phone. Here. Yeah. But shit go left in Atlanta, here come T.I. <laughs> T.I. got up there and called that shit Wakanda. This is Wakanda, homie. And it will be respected. Right. Know that. 30 days, partner. <laughs> I was thinking it. 30 days. You got 30 days. My birthday is coming up and I got to get fly. I got to get fly. 30 days. Like, yeah, man. I, like I said, long story short with the Ebony K. Williams shit, she was running off at the mouth. She was popping her shit and they court you. Got jammed and, up. And, and, when you it got, happens. and when you got jammed up, you tried to flip the narrative into you being an outspoken, almost like spokesperson for the betterment of black people, even though you don't work for the NCAA. He made, he made I mean, people for the, NA, who, the NCAA. He made, the she, NAACP. Made, she, she made people who were against her out to be agents of white supremacy. Like, like you, she you, went full. You, you full did rank. that. And then when that didn't work, you went on the biggest medium we have as far as social, as far as uh, urban media. You went on a breakfast club. And that's not working. Yeah, that backfired. That, that that don't even look right. Where people are literally like, yeah, envy, and you never hear that. You in the history of fifteen years of the Breakfast Club, you never heard yet envy from nobody. Nobody. And and you know, end of the day, you were just popping your shit Went as a far, young black man. woman who's feeling it, and the shit got it. It struck a nerve with people. And you didn't know how to pivot, so you went the technical stat stat fact route. And then that backfired. And then that didn't work, and you just like, you know what? The, the social media shit <laughs> I ain't even on that. Y'all still on the gram? I ain't even on that no more. And and that's what happened. Yeah. Because my thing is, if you stood on what you said and you was willing to be able to, uh, uh, if you said what you said and you was willing to stand on it, you wouldn't have deleted that shit. You wouldn't have gone. You wouldn't be going on this tour trying to fight your way out of it. You said what you said. We'll just stand in the fire and just let it pass. Tommy Lauren, Nene said it best. I said what I said. Yeah, that's it. Tommy Lauren did some similar shit like a year and a half ago on uh, Instagram, whatever. She was doing these weekly Instagram lives and stuff like that. In addition to her news show and stuff like that, and she went on this whole rant about like. Men are trash, and they're wasting me and my friends' time. And if you want to just date uh, and and have sex with these <coughs> with these girls that don't have any substance, and do that, and da 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 da. Her boss from the network that she was on made her ass apologize so fast, I couldn't believe it. She said that shit on like a Monday night. Tuesday afternoon, she was back on IG Live at the crib like, hey, guys, um, I made, I, I got out of hand yesterday. <laughs> like, I, I didn't mean that men are trash. What I'm saying I got is hand. <laughs> there have been some situations that I'm hearing about with me and my friend. Like, she had to literally had to f walk the fucking plank. And it's like, yo, sometimes you got to do that shit. Sometimes yeah. you get ahead of yourself. But it's like, I'm proud of the black community for standing united against her talking points and saying we're not going for that shit this time 
Because yeah. normally they just let the shit slide. Now, she does have a lot of supporters, but she definitely got held accountable for her uh, her misspeaking and her her bad talking points. Yeah, I mean, end of the day, man, like I said, um, you know, people was hitting me left and right because mm-hmm. everybody know. I, I, I would imagine that um, somebody like Do probably went through a bunch of questions. I'd imagine somebody like, uh, who's a well-known bus driver in the city? Um. Uh. <coughs> damn, it's been so long. I can't remember him. Tattoo might have gotten yeah. some. You know, people who are like relatively known that it's known you drive a bus. So people was hitting me left and right. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm gonna say this. I met some very good people while I worked there. I met some very ridiculous people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the nigga with all the porn jams. <laughs> I, I I met. I met literal geniuses. I mean geniuses. I'm not making that up. Like Drew, the dispatcher, he's yeah. a genius. Ralph, he's a genius. I mean like literal geniuses. I met some straight up buffoons where it's just like, how did you, what test did they give you <laughs> to even get it? Like, you know what I mean? Gave you the abbreviated version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've met some straight up buffoons. Whether you're a buffoon, whether you're a genius, that job doesn't pinpoint what you are on the IQ scale. Right. And I think that is the biggest divisive thing when it comes to like the bourgeoisie blacks or like Kev say the better to do blacks where people think because I reach a certain position, I'm smarter than everybody. Right. That isn't true. There are lawyers. There are doc- the doctor. Did you see the doctor who was at uh, John Hopkins? That had the camera and the pen. No. He was a G- OBGYN and he was doing exams of women oh, with a camera in his pen. So the one one girl figured the shit out and she was just like, that shit felt like weird and funny or whatever, whatever. And they started investigating him and shit. They go in his crib. He had like 1,200 videos, all these images and shit. Yeah, and he fucking killed himself. But they had like a big lawsuit against John Hopkins for the shit for the women that uh, were. Easy like, lawsuit. Yeah. And it's like, this man is a fucking high, he's a doctor at Johns Hopkins. Let me tell you, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. That title don't mean he not stupid as shit. Character. (laughs) Character, morale. (laughs) But people would see him and say, oh, that's Dr. So-and-so, and and give him the utmost respect. Mm -hmm. Then they'll see the motherfucking uh, trash man and see his jeans are dirty, he got on dirty gloves, and they won't even acknowledge him the whole time. He's a genius brewing like the guy who fucking owned Blockbuster who started with a garbage truck and became a billionaire. He started out with a garbage truck, one truck, and then wound up owning Blockbuster. We have to stop this shit where because of what you're doing in the moment, that's how I'm going. Yeah, that defines you forever. That defines you as a person, and it defines you forever. That's insanity. Yeah, that ain't it. That's just absolute insanity. Like, have y'all, do you, like, it's, it's almost like the, the scouting system in sports. Yeah. Like, we're not drafting you because of who you are right now. We're drafting you because of what the fuck we think you can be. Right. That's the reason why. Because you got people, yeah, how the fuck you get all this money? You ain't play a game yet. How the fuck they give LeBron $90 million before he stepped on it? They gave him $90 million because they said, this nigga's 6'8", and he's faster <laughs> than everybody. Faster than lightning. He might become one of the best players ever. Yeah, I think we've reached a point in society where, um, you know, women 
have conditioned themselves to stop banking on potential. And it's like they're not even considering the potential of a man no more. They all want the finished product. And that's fine. You're allowed to want whatever you want. However, there's a finite amount of men that are the finished product that fit the ethic that y'all all want. So you know what that means? Now 100% of y'all are looking for 10% I was, of men. I was just about to say, you know what else factors into this too? A lot of people are looking for the finished product because they almost finished. Yeah, it's almost yeah. over. It's almost <laughs> over. That's sad, but it's real. Yeah. You're not 22. You don't have time. Think about it. She's 40. So if you 40, realistically, you're like closing in on. You like, on overtime. Yeah, like real shit. Sexual market value, she's on. She's officially on overtime. You, you essentially getting overtime because of your status and your look. Yeah. But if you was like 40 and like regular every day, it'd be like, yo, you'd, you you wouldn't speak from a place like that. Yeah, you better go lock in with Clyde that own the bar. You know, and I look at a lot of people where it's like, yo, when you had a chance to like lock in with someone and be serious and really grow with them and get to know them and really, really put years in. Speak on it. You didn't want to do that. Yeah. You wanted to run around. You wanted to go to Faisal's. You want women fusion, the catwalk. I remember y'all. <laughs> yeah. I seen y'all on seen that. the video. I seen y'all on the catwalk. That was grainy, but we seen the video. <laughs> no, I seen y'all. I seen y'all. Y'all wanted to go to my fucking denim and, and Cebu and Coco Bongo and, yeah. you know, getting torn up in the parking lot. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Like, y'all was getting it in. Yeah. And now you're like, yo, you're 37, you're 38, and you're taking these social cues from social media mm -hmm. as to what the fuck the best man is. And you like, yeah, if a nigga don't got a Porsche and an AP, I shouldn't talk to him. Right. And there are very few men who have Porsches. I know successful motherfuckers who don't have a Porsche and AP. That's a fact. And this is another one. There are certain people out here that don't put their success into these cues. Mm -hmm. Now what? Because what happens if I don't put my success into a car? What happens if I don't put my success into a watch? What happens if I don't put my success into every piece of drip? Now we cause a lot of confusion because yep. I'm a high-value person who fits everything you want, but because I don't I, have the aesthetics, I don't have on a miri everything. Yeah. Now it's like, you know what I'm I think saying? I'm a fucking loser. So it's a lot of things that play into that. I know plenty of women that fucked up with men like that. Men that were more uh, conservative, understated and stuff like that. And then they meet these men and then they get to talking and then they talk themselves out of a nigga that could really change their fucking life. I've seen it happen time and time again. At the end of the day, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And I, I you know, people give me, I don't give a fuck. It's not your partner's job to come in and change your life. Your partner is supposed to grow with you. I'm being serious. That's real shit. Like yeah. people have this idea that like the person I decide to be with is going to come in and basically change my yeah, world. Whatever problems I got, they got to erase all of them or yeah. he ain't shit. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, Aladdin came out in 92, and when they need a new <laughs> a movie like that, they just remake Aladdin. Because it's the only fucking time yep. that a nigga going to put you on a carpet and fly you to a new world. That's not the way it works. But here's the way it's supposed to work. You meet this person, y'all decide that y'all really are connected and are for each other because they, you know, balance. Mm -hmm. They balance out you. Yep. And then y'all together as one Go on and grow. Absolutely. But now it's like this thing of like, I saw this thing the other day where it's like, 
I meet men and like they're like thrown off like from jump because I got two kids and it just like because they know they don't want to be a father to my children and to be like I could believe that man yeah, don't want that problem. That's very plausible. That sounds that sounds absolutely <laughs> right. Imagine you go to see an apartment and when you come in to do the tour, they like, all right, there's two big ass holes in the wall. You got to fix them. <laughs> but that ain't all of that. Like, you want the spot, you you got to fix them on your own. And 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 people are like almost like delusion, where it's just again, decisions and things that have happened. You can't turn around and be like, oh, people ain't shit because they don't want to put up with the things you've created. Yeah. It, it doesn't again, work like that. Accountability. Right. <laughs> like, right. The decisions that decisions that you make as a young person are going to affect you as an older person. That's just fucking life. So if you go out here and you go have two kids by two different niggas and one gets sent to jail and one gets smoked and then you just out here with two kids, the next man is not necessarily going to see value in you the way that you perceive yourself. That's just what it is. I, I think... I, and he's not wrong for that, more importantly. I think for me, the, the biggest thing, I guess, I'm looking at it from a place of, like, all the way across the board, because I've kind of spoken on it at every angle in this show. I've talked about doing content. We talked about this podcast beef shit. Now we're talking about the the, the uh, relationships when it comes to, you know, men, women, yeah. black, all this shit. A lot of it stems from... Survival of the littest. Mm-hmm. If you lit, we on one. I'm yeah. with you. I'll figure it out if you lit. If you lit, I'm in. I'll stick around. You yeah. get my sister pregnant, all yeah. that shit. I'll be here. Yeah, I ain't know you was lit. <laughs> Bro, I feel like thinking. <laughs> all, it's all of that shit. Yeah. Where if you lit, we'll figure it out. Yep. Instead of just having integrity, instead of just having moral, and instead of just saying, you know what? I'm in. And a lot of people I've seen are going into this dating shit with these, I'm not even going to call them outrageous expectations, but these expectations of what you should be as opposed to who we could be. Right. Because what if, what if you're the 80% and I'm the 20 that makes us the perfect 100? Right. What if I'm the 69 and you're the 31? What if I'm the 52 and you're the 48? Yeah. Nobody thinks about it like that. But I'm not fitting some artificial profile that you created, so you're not even going to get to that point. You're not even going to, because a lot of things, people are, let's be real, people are coming in, like, people are coming into these relationships where it's like, I'm my own person, and you going to be your own person, and we'll fuck and go to, like, you know, events. We go to nigga brunch every now nigga and then. Nigga brunch. <laughs> But, like, we aren't one. Yeah. And I think until people start realizing that to, like, have a successful relationship, you have to move as one. Yep. You got to move as a unit. You have to move as a unit. So, y'all, yeah, yeah, you need to know each other's social security number. You need to be each other's emergency contact. You need to realistically know where each of y'all are at at every time. I had somebody say that one time. Like, I was at the bar, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'd, like, text, like, hey, I just got to the bar, da-da-da, we chilling. And she was like, Y'all be, like, updating each other, and it'd be like, yeah, because if I die in this motherfucker... I would like somebody to come get I my ass. I need her to know where I'm at. I, like, this is the way it works when you have life insurance and shit. It's like people don't understand yeah. this shit. Regular, because, simple shit. Because motherfuckers is in relationships where when I leave the house, it's on. I'm yeah, fine. I'm, I can't wait to get out this job. It's that shit. Yeah. Because y'all not supposed to even really be together. But because he had a Cuban... And he told you he'd get you a 22 miller, 22 millimeter date just. You was in. <laughs> yep. Sign me up. Sign me up. 
18 and a half millimeter? <laughs> Sign me up. It's 1971 AP <laughs> with the baggy band. Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, y'all end up in a, in situations where you really can't trust the person you with. That's a fact. I'm not saying that. Again, I, I, you know how I know I'm talking the truth? You say it all the time. When me and Lee went through our shit and split, you was like, she's the classiest person ever. And what no shit on Instagram? Yeah. No shit? Because you have respect and you understand someone's character, level of integrity, yeah. morals, values. And you know as a person inherently, if you're a good person, Good people don't want to do shit that they might not be able to come back from. You see what I'm saying? Like, so they're going to temper whatever emotional flare up or whatever they have. They're going to automatically, they're going to check. Ain't nobody got to check a good person. They're going to check their motherfucking self and say, I'm not going to do this because it's going to make me look crazy. Yep. Why do I want attention for, for, some, for some nonsense? Why do I want to invite people into my relationship or into my business? I watch motherfuckers go live when they break up. I watched a nigga get on stage at a bar one time when they when him and his I remember you told me that. It just like, I, I've seen y'all just completely <laughs> tweak off so bad that it's just like, I don't understand it. But all of that stems from y'all wasn't even supposed to be dealing in the first place. That's a fact. That's just what it is. That's a fit act. So, you know what I'm saying? That, I think that's the biggest thing. It, the biggest takeaway from all of this shit is if you're going to have these parameters, if you're going to have these uh, standards, yeah, that's perfectly fine. I have a living standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. There's certain shit I don't want to live in ever again. Now, I'm not saying that I won't because, you know, shit go left. Hey, man, listen, you got to start from ground zero again, but it, you'd prefer not to. I prefer not to. But I'm okay with, you know, like, you know, you know, you ever, uh, let, let me think what I'm trying to put it into some. Oh, like, perfect example, watches. You could easily go buy a Breitling. Mm -hmm. You could easily go buy a Tag. You can go buy a Oris. But people are still going on the waiting list for Rolex. Yep. Because that's my standard. That's what I want. That's what I want. So don't be upset when you got to wait two years before AD call you. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Because you could lower your standard and go live happily with a tag. Go get something today, Jack. Jack. Right now, Jack. <laughs> get it right now, Jack. Ain't no motherfucking lines. You ain't got to buy nobody a dog. You ain't got to bring nobody eight cappuccinos. So like I spoke about the other day, my homie was telling me he met a woman and was like, yeah, for me to date a guy, he got to make at least 400K. Okay. That's your standard. Good luck. But you have to understand something. You're going to be on the bus stop. It's almost like if you're, think about it, somebody waiting for the G and then somebody waiting for the 150. We all know what the G is. Yeah. I don't know. None of y'all know what the 150 <laughs> is. You know why? Because the 150 run like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> that shit come you once a month. You missed that motherfucker. You might as well just start walking. Yeah, that joint go from Plymouth meeting out to parks. That joint come like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. The G is every two minutes. Yeah. I remember when I was at Southern, I saw the 17. The 17 in the morning leave every two minutes. Yeah. 734, 736, 738, 740, 744. And every 17 be packed to the dick <laughs> before it get to 20th of market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you want to wait for the 150, wait for it. Yeah. But please don't complain to us that your ass been standing out there for two and a half weeks. You knew what we it was. We told you the shit wasn't You know what it was when you signed up. Could have got your ass on the 17. <laughs> you already be at Starbucks at work. You decided to wait for the 150. That's a 
So I'm sick of seeing that where you set these crazy standards, then be mad that the standard ain't getting met. How is this supposed to get met when the average American earns $77,000? Not the average black, the average American. Yeah, all Americans. Put us all in the gumbo, and that's what comes out. I said it the other day. I work there. I know the ins and outs, outs and ins, dog. It's black bus drivers. It's white bus drivers. It's Asian bus drivers. That job ain't no parochial shit to black people. Yeah. We might glorify it in that way. Yeah. But it's white drivers, gay drivers, straight drivers, old drivers, young drivers. That's, it's a, it's, it's, it's. Because it's a good, stable job with union benefits and a pension. That's what it is. That's what the fuck it is. That's it. And if you want to max out, you can make 140. If you want to just come to work, do your thing, and then handle whatever on the other side, you can make 85, 90. That's what the A little lower than that. You're like 74. Oh, 74. You want to just do the bare minimum, you can make 74. Bare minimum, you at like 68. You just do the regular every day, 9.5, 9.4 run, you at like 74, 76. So you right around the American average. average. The average. That's what it is. And for, you know, sister who pulled out the dictionary, yes, average means normal and like everyone else. Run of the mill. That's what we are. I hate to break it to y'all, but America is We're a nation of average people. That's what we are. (laughs) So y'all basically saying, oh, you need to be above average. Yeah. And and, and that's cool. To even get looked at, you got to be above average. That's perfectly fine. But don't get mad when you're out there waiting for above average when everybody is living a average life having a fucking ball. <laughs> fucking hot dogs, $2 tonight at the <laughs> Phillies game. Right. <laughs> we going over there. And we going to go to Xfinity Live, get some nachos. Get some average beer. Get some average beer. <laughs> and we throw it in the house. That's reality. I hate to break it to you. Because everybody, and I see it now, like, I've watched just the energy of a lot of good people who I knew and follow where, like, everything is like a power trip or like a vanity play as far as social. And it just be like trying to get their shit off, trying to get their shit off. You got men trying to live littered into what they really is and women trying to make like, don't come talking to me unless you bought a bag, Mm -hmm. which is cool. But don't get mad when you're waiting for the bag talker. And on the men's side, don't get mad when you out there and now you get caught out there. Now you got to live above average yeah. all the time. Now you you pay, introduce. Now you're you paying four chicks rents. You introduce <laughs> this above average yeah. shit. Now you got to live it. You see the, the meme that was floating around last week? It came from a Philly girl tweet. Justin LaBoy stole it and now it's circulating. That sounds it, about right. It was, uh, I don't want to... Uh, Kev brought it up at dinner. I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't want to figure shit out on my own. I want to call my man. Now it's that shit to where it's like, oh yeah, now now y'all are tired. Uh, y'all y'all staked y'all claim on independence the last eight years, and now everybody wants to rely on a man. But it's like, yo, it's like, are you trying to build? Or are you trying to use somebody? Because that's going to determine your outcome also. Yeah, it's a lot that goes into it, man. We've given more than enough time to this. Yes. Like I said at the end of the day, he was cooking, man. At the, like I said at the end of the day, man. I know no one listens to me because I'm not lit enough. I'm perfectly okay with that. But I I know that people who fuck with me and really care about me really, really taking the shit I say. And I just hope at times I can get through to y'all. Let's just try being kind and nice and trying to really, really put value in people and not on people. Mm. It's a bar. That's real. Hell of a way to end We put too much value on what people are as as opposed to what's in people. And that, for that reason, I feel like, and I'm speaking directly to black people, we are sliding backwards so yeah. fucking bad that it's becoming un, un, like 
To where we're almost it's, it's, not it's even a, in the same joint no more. Yeah, it's untenable. It, it, it's really becoming bad. And I see it just at, at, at every, like, turn. Yeah. Like, there was a time period where the roughest, toughest young niggas, when they saw, you know, Miss Gladys or Miss Pam or Miss Carol coming around the corner, they would tighten that shit up. Mm-hmm. I remember us as young men. We'd be smoking weed, chilling, laughing. Oh, put the weed down. Put the weed down, dog. Miss Pam, you drawing. And we would speak to her. Yeah. How you doing, Miss Pam? You need some help? I'm going to help her with her bag, all that shit. I had a woman tell me she came home one day to her with her mom, brought her mom home. Niggas was sitting on their front steps and didn't move when they came up to the steps. Like, did this jump. Like, slid to the side. Y'all good. I saw a video the other day. Wait, let me finish. She said they wouldn't get up. She's like, me and my mother are carrying bags. They wouldn't get up off the step. And she was just like, what the fuck? She went in the crib and boiled water <laughs> and came out and dumped it all over the porch. So it ran outside. And they all jumped in. Yo, you what the fuck was that for? The fuck you ain't just say. And she's like, why would I have to say anything? This is my shit. This is our property. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with, like, we've really, really hit rock bottom, dog. Bro, I saw a video the other day. A student was inappropriately using a phone in class. The teacher took the phone from him. The student pepper sprayed the teacher three times. Huh? Pepper sprayed the teacher. Can I have my phone back? Can I have my phone back? No. Shh. Can I have my phone back? Can I have my phone back? Shh. Then the other teacher come and they trying to reason with this little bitch instead of knocking her upside her motherfucking head. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? No. Insanity. Dog, I, 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 you know, ah, man. I don't want to get like a mo. You know, my mother was a teacher. Exactly. And, and I just, I, I, I remember. Shout out to Sheena, man. Sheena Howard. I hope she hear this. I gotta use the band. She's a, uh, we about to be done. Sheena's a, uh, a author now. You know what I'm saying? She writes, yeah. she writes books or whatever. And I remember years ago, me, we was all cool. We used to play basketball. Me, Sheena, Tamara, they played for uh, West Catholic. Okay. And they used to play ball with us down Elwood or the wreck or whatever. And I remember Sheena like telling my mom she wanted to be a teacher back in the day. Mm-hmm. My mom was already out of the classroom because she had got her second master's degree. She became a counselor. And this was 99. My mom was done with yeah. the classroom. And I remember Sheena wanted to be a teacher so bad. And my mom was just like, Figure something else out when you go to college. She's like, what do you mean? My mom was like, you're not going to want to be in a classroom 10, 15 years from now. It's it's just going to be too bad. She's like, I can see it already. We're losing the parents, which means we're losing the children. It's it's just, it's going to be too bad. You know, that was 99. My mom passed away in 02, and Sheena didn't become a teacher. You know, she went off and did other things. She worked, and, like, now she's an author. And I remember her telling me this, like, probably, like, 10 years ago. She was just like, I wish your mom was alive so I could thank her. Because she, like, shifted me away from right. wanting to be a teacher to where, like, I see every day now teachers are fighting for their lives, right. essentially. And my mom called that shit years ago. Yeah. Like, we're losing the parents. What I say? Mentors and advisors. And, you know, I, I, I just, I couldn't imagine getting a call. Like, my dad, like, hey, you know, I got to go to the hospital when I get off work. Mom got pepper sprayed at work by a student. I, like... School got to get burned down. Dog, you ever seen when the doll head come off and it be like, I <laughs> <laughs> kill one of them kids, yeah, man. I straight up hurt one of them kids. Like I, I, And it troubles me because I, I, I can't fathom it. Yeah. I just can't. 
I used to think about that shit all the time driving the bus. Like, what if one of these kids try? Like, what? Like, what happens? And granted, I never got into nothing, but yeah. there are people who really come outside with zero respect for everybody they encounter. Yep. Just everybody. No respect for people, establishment, law, authority, nothing. When I see people throw shit and all of that, I ju- I, I just like the fuck. I saw John recently. The lady was in the back of McDonald's. You know, to get where they make the burgers at, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. go all. You gotta go way. through a security door. You gotta go all the <laughs> way. You gotta go past the fries, past the pies, yeah. all that <laughs> shit, and come up the burger joint. She was back there throwing shit around, and uh, the the workers like they finally had had enough, and the manager went to town on the yeah. I mean, beat the bricks off of her because it's like, because what is you doing? What is you doing? <laughs> What is you doing? Like, yeah, man. And we've just gotten to a place of just the respect level is just so low. It's so terrible. And I, I'm just sick of it. And I just want to see people be nicer, be kinder, give people the proper respect. Absolutely. Regardless of what they doing. We deal with it with this shit. There are people who super respect us with this podcast. Then there's people who feel like I don't need to get them respect. That's corny. Yep. That's going to get you speared. And that needs to stop because that's the energy you put out in the world. Because I don't put that energy out to nobody. I respect and fuck with everybody. I don't give a fuck where you starting at. I say it to you all the time. There's a market for everything. Mm -hmm. Ron literally started his podcast seven weeks ago. I've listened to it. I fuck with it. Do your thing, 21. Like, why the fuck not? Because there's a market for everything. That's it, man. I got nothing else. You were phenomenal. I was pretty decent. I was good. That was good today. I was a B plus. You were A plus. Um, if y'all not on Patreon, get on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TRP. If y'all watching this on YouTube, we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all like this video. Share it. Let everybody know that you fuck with the Rose Podcast ever. Um, follow us on social media, cdiddy.trpe. Matt makes me sick on Instagram. Official TRP on the Twitter sphere. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.